With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And I'm here with my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Say hello, Susan. Hello, American patriots. All right. So what are we talking about tonight? Well, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. Brian will tell you about Megyn Kelly's interview with Putin. And I tried to get on your Twitter site, and for some reason my computer just went crazy. So I just picked something so that you can talk about it, because you really are educated on this thing. Um, what thing? On the interview with Putin. Oh. Yeah, really educated on it, much more than other people. Uh, then the political smackdown, the Looney Tooney Global Warming Report, and there is more news from Venezuela, ladies and gentlemen, that no one is talking about. And medical madness if we get to it. All right, patrons, hands of a heart, face flag, you know, flag, get a flag. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Oh, so Megan Kelly... Her debut on NBC. Oh, boy, boy. Yeah, you know, even... Uh, Everybody said her interview with Poot was mediocre, blah, blah, blah. Well, even this interview with uh, from Entertainment Tonight slammed her. It really did. I mean, I didn't put the whole article up, but even from the beginning. All right, so this is from Entertainment Tonight. Megyn Kelly made her much ballyhooed debut on the National Broadcasting of Communism Sunday. Though she didn't exactly live up to the title of her new magazine show that went up against 60 Minutes. Though she's obviously the star of Sunday Night with Megyn Kelly, the former Fox News anchor used the first 11 minutes of the program to interview Russian President Vladimir Putin before tossing the rest of the hour to reports by Cynthia McFadden and Harry Smith, which she introduced. Now, this was a long interview. She chopped down to 11 minutes. I believe it was over an hour. When I went to go look this up, Brian, it has online, it has, they released from Russia the YouTube video of the entire um, 
what do you call it? Interview. It's a, it's a YouTube video. No, but it was on YouTube. That's where the site was, which said to go to YouTube when I clicked on it. So well, you didn't go to my link, which no, is the no. one that had the right information. Well, and now the Russian TV and Russian radio is releasing the whole damn interview. It's all over the internet. Well, Russian TV and RT are for Russia. <laughs> and yeah, you can see the whole interview. I'm not going to play it for you. you can no, no. You go can, see you, it yourself. Okay, yeah, you can. But understand that she took an hour interview and turned it into 11 minutes. You, that's a lot of cutting. And the way she did it made Putin seem like mediocre and kind of tyrannical and... That's because she cut out all of his answers. When he answered her, he answered every specific point she he asked. Did. That's not what you saw on TV, but that's what happened. And actually turned the tables on her. It says, who's the USA to tell anybody about meddling in other people's affairs? After all, you've been doing it for so long. And actually, some of the headlines read, read like that. Putin trashes Kelly's... <laughs> Megyn Kelly's interview, Putin uh, goes, I mean, it was pro-Putin and against that he, like, completely buried her. Megyn Kelly made herself an unlikable, progressive bitch. And now, she thinks she's all that, and she acts like she's all that, but quite the prima donna over at NBC. Uh, And she just doesn't perform. So, on top of her not being likable, she can't even do her job. I don't. I guess it was all the interns that helped her over at Fox News that made her look so confident. Because suddenly she didn't look so good. You know what did you say uh, when we were discussing that you were going to uh, talk about this? If anybody asked you for an interview, what did you say you would do? Me? Yeah. Oh, simple. You're not allowed to cut it. anything. It plays as the interview as the interview is. I'd be glad to do it on live TV, too. But you're not going to tape it and then cut it later. You want an hour? Then you get an hour. You don't cut it down to what you're fitting in your little show. Otherwise, don't do a 10-minute interview. There's it. There you go. You know, and that's one thing that Sean Hannity did. And I forget who... He was an old... Oh, he has contracts. He makes everybody sign a contract for it, doesn't Well, he? no, and he didn't do that this time because he wanted to see what... Because he's starting to do his fake news stuff coming out with Trump and everything. He did an interview about three weeks ago, and I forget who it was with, but they did the same thing to him. It was a 40-minute interview, and when it came out, it was 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yep. And he, he wanted to prove that point, that but... they chopped it to... Make him look like an idiot. That's what they do. <laughs> he did it on purpose, so he yep. he deserves it. I don't want to just complain about it. He He's it not. Purpose. He wanted to. Prove he was a point. when I listened to him. And all of a sudden, he wanted to prove a point. Before he was, he's been talking about this for a while. This didn't just happen yesterday. Anyway, so that's the big. Who gives a crap? Nobody should be watching NBC anyway. If you are, I'm sorry. I mean. If they have interesting dramas or something, but news, no. ABC, NBC, MSLSD, CNN, CNN, you know, even Fox. I don't know if it's still not is. worth watching. I don't Fo- know. <laughs> Fox is close because they have two shows that are worth watching: Sean Hannity and Judge Jeanine. I don't. 
I don't like the five all that much, and I don't know about the specialists. I've never listened to it. I certainly don't watch it. The other thing that I was going to bring up is, um, unfortunately, and I don't know if it's the same, but every time we went to the VA, when you sat in the waiting room of the Fort Harrison uh, VA facility, they had Fox News. But when you went back to the pharmacy, they always had CNN. So the poor veterans were forced to sit there while they're waiting for their prescriptions to watch CNN. Yeah, it was probably headline news, right? No, it was CNN. Oh, oh. Yeah, there's not much news. There's not much news on CNN. It's the Communist News Network, and they've been pushed farther to the left because Fox moved farther to the left. They fired that man that one of the anchors that called our uh, president the S word. What's an S word? Uh, what did he call him? A piece of a piece of S. Oh, they fired. You can him. say P O S. Everyone gets that. <laughs> they fired him. A couple days ago, CNN. Good. I guess they're getting scared. I guess the people are starting to complain, and I guess maybe their, you know, their advertisers are starting to complain because you, you know their listenership, well, watchership or listenership in my case, just keeps heading down. It's just just they're on a spiral, and that's why suddenly they're starting to panic and they don't know what to do. Because they, they, they dug themselves a hole they could never get themselves out of now. Well, because they were so confident under Obamanus for eight years, they think they could do anything, and we little peon people aren't going to do a thing. Well, they have and we haven't, other than not watch them. But then we got the left trying to take out the shows worth watching, like Sean Hannity's show, where they're trying to bring them, uh, what the hell is going on now? So you know more about this than I do. Sean Hannity taking down what nope. they're trying to do. <laughs> I, I lost my train of thought completely. <laughs> By the way, I want to thank Al Gore again for global warming. It is the middle of June, and it is very cold, very windy, very rainy, and very cold. Yes, and I, I remember what I was going to say. You made me forget again. <laughs> it's not a good... I don't feel good at all. Um... Yeah, they they tried to take them down like they tried to take everyone else down with success through advertisers, harassing the advertisers until they drop them. And I forget which one dropped them, and he came out and said, "Well, you know that's fine," but I gave him a little backhand slap or something. Anyway, the people called the credit the, the advertisers that left Sean Hannity said they're leaving the show because of the idiots on the left. Well, conservatives uh, started lighting up their phones, and they, they put Sean Hannity back. And he did not sign a contract with one of the major um, stations that were carrying him. I forget what it was, but he, yeah, he just said, nope, I'm not going to be with you anymore. <laughs> did he say that, or did they cut him? No, no, he, the, uh, I read the article. He was not going to go go back with them at all. Uh, yeah. And I've got to tell you, the conservative talk shows hosts out there, they're finding alternative ways, Brian. They're not waiting around for them to be canceled. They're finding alternative ways of getting their message out. And Michael Savage, well, have to. And Michael Savage was the first to say, he says, they'll never silence me. I already have contingency plans. And yeah, so does Mark Levin. Yep. See, and, I don't know about Hannity so much yet. 
I don't know. If he said he does. Fair. He said he, he swears he does. Yeah, but some of those people have moved and have an active contingency. Right, that's true. He doesn't. He's he's say, he's, say he's, he's got that, one. Right, but he's he's not using it. All right, so I'm not up to this. Are you crazy? <laughs> it's time for the political smackdown. Are you ready to rumble? <sighs> Told you. From LifeZet. A leading Democrat in the House and frequent critic of President Donald Trump... Who isn't? ...made an embarrassing faux pas during CNN's Erin Burnett out front show on Wednesday night. They got all these shows. Now, nothing's worth watching. It's amazing. And they keep adding them. Yeah, and they're just a bunch of progs sitting around discussing their progdom. Uh, there's no balancing. There's no, if you got a demon crowd, I'd get a conservative on. No, they don't do that. Why do we Why do we do it? They don't want it. They don't do it. They don't ever give conservatives a break, especially Christian conservatives. You can forget about it. Representative Jackie Spire, a California Democrat, showed lack of knowledge about the presidency, the executive branch, and the FBI's position within the federal government. Spire was eager to talk about six pages of prepared opening testimony that former FBI Director James Homey the Comey released to the media the day before his appearance before the Senate Intelligence Committee. Okay, I want to... I don't really want to... They're going to talk a little bit about it, but I don't want to harp on it because I'm so tired of that's all it is. And that's what he loves. He's loving every station's talking about yes. it. Every reporter's talking narcissist. about it. He's, he's sucking he's in, it up. He is in heaven right uh, now. He's stupid. He's already perjured himself. I don't understand why he's not in jail. Uh, thank you. Well, because he came out and made a statement to, to Congress under oath and then later came back to his recent testimony. Well, that, that, that goes against what he said. In his previous testimony, that's perjury. You don't get to say, oh, well, I'll just get a, I'll just, you know, edit it a little bit. <laughs> Why? Clinton did. No, he didn't. He just said, that depends on what your definition of sex is. Also, is, is. But that was at the UN. Okay, so the thing that I want you to analyze, why would he perjure himself knowingly? Because you know he knows. I don't know. I don't know that he knows. Uh, you know, when when you get all, you know, starry-eyed and you want to be the star of the show and you're performing, you're on performing, you're on, man. Uh, he's not thinking. He's performing. His, his main is, he's watching every word that comes out of his mouth. He's, he's just rolling them out. And not to mention, he, he had a prepared written statement where he did it in the written statement. It's like, why would you perjure yourself? That's my question. At, I honestly think he doesn't believe he did, and I I believe that he thinks they won't come after him anyway. So you don't think it has an underlying way of getting at Bush? Him, I mean Bush. Trump. Hell, Trump. No, if he had that, this. he'd be crucified already. No, he doesn't have any way to get at anything on Trump. The whole Russian thing is his narrative, and that's it. And he's still trying to say it's real. We know it's not. Remember, it was that. Crazy chick that leaked. Reality? The one 
Yeah. <laughs> Who has no grasp of reality. Reality winner is, but that's not her real name. Her nope. real name is Lay Winner. And it thinks it's a man and is trying to transition and got more muscles than most young guys I've seen. Uh, uh, she's, her body looks like a boy's body now. So she'll be, uh, she'll be going to jail for the leaks. And you'll be paying for a transition surgery. Brian's going to call it. The tranny surgery. You're going to call that. <laughs> that. That's what she's doing it for. Why else would you purposely admit to a crime? <laughs> you got to know you're going to jail. I guess Obama confused it because it also thinks it's black. Just talk about a self-loathing white girl. Holy smoke, they screwed her mind up six ways to Sunday. Welcome to public school education, and Common Core is going to be worse. All right, where was I? Uh, homie. Homie. Homie Comey. <laughs> Release the document. That's because he's you know, Clinton's, Clinton's buddies. Uh, he's also, I just, I found out, Mueller is also like at the hip with Comey. That's interesting. That's the impartial investigator who's partial and friends with Homie Comey. And Chucky and Sinister Schumer and the Clintons. I mean, how, how, and the Obamas. There's nobody in this story that is actually trustworthy. Nobody. Now, Comey's a liar. Been proved. The Clintons are liars. <laughs> that's been that's been proved on the nuclear level. And you lefties that try to deny that are so comical. You should really keep doing that. It gives me such a chuckle. Anyway, so he re- released the document to the media and the Senate on Wednesday. The testimony backs up Trump several times. Homie Comey told Trump he was not under investigation without being asked, despite an earlier report by Jake Tapper and Gloria Berger of CNN. Whoa. Well, it's the Communist News Network. They're so reliable. They're all running with the same echo chamber stories. This is all fake news. This is all designed to entertain you. Circus and bread. I told you he'd be exposing all this. Here, it's all They're all coming out of the woodwork. Well, you know that uh, when you were talking about... Jake Tapper shouldn't even be on the air. Any credible news agency wouldn't let that man anywhere near it. I don't know who this Gloria Berger is, but working for CNN and having this this earlier report that was absolutely incorrect. Again, fake news. Well, when you were talking... Thank God this is being exposed. People are actually getting it now. They never believed there was a left-wing liberal bias in the news media and in uh, the networks. Well, now they do. Now the the fake news stuff is starting to wake them up because people are starting to prove it fake. It just, you know, you can't prove a fake because it's a fake, but you can prove it's fake by just exposing it. But, you know, you got talking heads like this, you got them from ABC all the way to CNN and most of Fox News Channel, too. So, I mean, come on. They fired uh, O'Reilly because he was too conservative. O'Reilly's not a conservative by any stretch of the imagination. He's a long, he may be considered a Long Island conservative, uh, but that's about it. He's no conservative. He doesn't understand the Constitution at all. And his his answer to that was, I, I do know because I was a, 
uh, what was it? Social, social studies, studies teacher. teacher. First of all, social studies is a made up thing from, yeah, you've got it, commies. It's in the word. Social. <laughs> Socialist. Got it? It's in the word. It's even in the word. They rarely do that. Well, Putin was practically laughing at Mel- <laughs> Megyn Kelly when she talked about the Russian con- connection. Yeah, but nobody saw it. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, like I said, it's coming out. It's all Yeah, but the there's internet. still a whole bunch of people. Like, look at Michael. He doesn't even know how to use a computer. He got one, but he doesn't know how to use it. Your uncle. Yeah. <laughs> so. That's true. So where is he going to get his news from? He gets it from the networks. And even he was pissed at Obama. And he is a dyed-in-the-woods socialist. I mean, he he loves Holland because, you know, after 20 years, you get, everything's taken care of. The government gives you everything. He just doesn't understand that. In the beginning, that looks really good. But uh, 20 years down the road, when everything's falling apart because nothing's upkept and et cetera, et cetera, and you're turning it into a ghetto, that's when it starts to settle in. Well, that's what happened in England. Uh, right now, everybody is going crazy over there with this new election because they're asking, because a part of them leaving Brexit, 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 that the... My God, this is the longest leaving of something I've ever heard of. They <laughs> voted on it a year ago. Uh, Goodbye. Uh, how they about said, go? They said it was going to take two years. To Why? Why? How? I'm out. Bye. How's <laughs> this hard? And get out of my country. Well, yeah, that's just like what Trump said with the Paris Accords, right? Mike out. <laughs> and we were out, right? It didn't take us two years. Oh, Good no. Luck. It's insane. Even though they said that couldn't be done. You, it, it's, you have, there's a whole process. They tried to do Brexit with, with Trump. They said, like, they told the UK, oh, no, it takes, it takes two years to get out of this agreement. No, no it doesn't. We're out. Bye. Wait till you see what the UN That's see how easy that was? You know, you can't. I don't think you understand what that word means. Watch me. What are you going to do about it? <laughs> well, go, well, go sanctions. Go ahead. Put sanctions on us. Go ahead. Wait till you see what the <laughs> we're the, UN big, we're is. the biggest consumer market in the world. Who are you going to get not to sell us stuff? Wait till you see when we get to Besides, it. Besides, we what don't the want UN, their foreign crap anymore anyway. What the UN is trying to do with the localities like they were trying to do with Agenda 21. They're trying to do the same thing with the climate accord. It's all rolled together. Agenda 21 is part of the climate nonsense. Yeah, it's getting dicey out there. But anyway. Agenda 21 basically means move all the people into the cities where they belong. I don't know. If, I think they're going to replace... Farmers with corporate farms. They have all this Robots. weird stuff in their mind. <laughs> oh, no, you can't do that because you put poor people out of work. That's the first thing socialism does is stop any prog- progress. It's amazing because progressives call it progress. Uh, no, what happens is there's never any progress. It, it's just, it's like Islam. It's just that way. It, there's no incentive for you to do anything, to make anything, to create anything. Well, they're having a cow over in uh, England because they're asking for the elderly to put more money into what their Social Security, I guess, equivalent of ours is because of them having to stand on their own two feet and people are freaking out. But like you said, it, it's a socialist construct. Get over it. You guys created it they like they it did painful. here. It, uh, socialism makes it painful for you to get to get people out of their programs because they, they have no life. They're just on welfare. 
They have those job skills. You got to train them and get it back into workforce. But we don't. We just say, here, have free show. You have free stuff. Here you go, free stuff. Free stuff for everybody except, uh, oh, yeah, all your taxpayers. <laughs> you just keep giving me stuff so I can give it to them. Yeah, well, all of a sudden, they're going to have to pay more for their benefits. And they're like, what the heck? Why are we paying more? Well, because. because why are you paying it all? I thought it was free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was told health care was free over there. Yep. You actually pay into that system? That system, I would never put a dime into that system. Any serious things go wrong, they fly them over here. Heart surgery, they fly them into New York. <laughs> they don't want to get heart surgery over in Europe. What are you kidding me? It's like the Stone Ages for medicine. And that's what, again, socialism does. There's no, there's no, there's no way of doing anything. You know, it's like, I don't have to do anything, so why would I? But if I, if I was hungry and I had a job, I might want to create something on the side to make money. But they're taking that away. They, they tried to take it away. They already moved our uh, copyright trademark, a lot of stuff the patent office, they, they'll change that from first filed, well, I mean, from first invented to first filed, Obamanists said to get us in sync with the rest of the world. Yeah, we did I'm that for last that. show. I'm, I want them to get in sync with me. I want them to get in sync with us. Not, not this nonsense. Whoever invents something first should have all intellectual property to granted them. If someone ta- afterwards steals your invention and makes a patent because you didn't have the money to file for it, and then you later on challenge that, and it's like, well, you should have filed because it's first filed, not first invented. This is a big deal that nobody gets. The thing that made America great was people inventing stuff because there was no government in the way. People could just invent whatever they wanted and market it to whomever they wanted, and they did. Look at Franklin. I forget how many he had. He had a boatload of patents. Uh, <laughs> but that's the difference. The, the, the immigrants that came over there back then, were they, they came here and they did things. They made things. Now we bring poor immigrants over here and we pay them to, to be on welfare. And that's ridiculous. I mean, that's, it's bad enough, but this is ridiculous. I hope Trump, I didn't get all his executive orders. I hope he overturned that one. But he isn't talking about it. I mean, you think he would. It's a pretty big deal. That patent office was a big blow to our industry uh, actually becoming, again, something that manufactures instead of something that buys stuff. Anyway, we're going to do a commercial break. Show Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments listen carefully to this urgent alert have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments 
Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813. 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rates cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes, A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner is available in ebook form for Kindle owners at Amazon.com for $7.99. It is also available at CircleBPublications.com in EPUB format, which should cover most of you for $7.99. This true story chronicles the changes Susan witnessed in nursing, the medical field, and in our nation during the years 1998 to 2002. It is written to expose what goes on behind the scenes concerning health care in this country, the common problems our nation faces, and what it is like to live across North America as a travel nurse. It is not politically correct or for the faint of heart. She hopes to inspire her fellow Americans to stand up for what is right and persevere no matter what the difficulties they encounter on the great journey that is called life. Again, the novel is Opening a Registered Nurse's Eyes. A Life-Altering Journey Across North America by Susan Francis Bonner, available in ebook format at Amazon.com and CircleBPublications.com. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. 800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194.
welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, our half of one. Okay, back to, can you hear it now? Yes. <laughs> we have a hum. It's my power supply for my laptop. It's going bad. Okay. Homie the Gomi. Even Spire didn't go... Well, I better back up a little bit here. Uh, Homie's remark that Trump wanted to remove a cloud over the White House is being seized on by liberals and Democrats eager to dubiously claim... That Trump committed obstruction of justice by speaking to Homie Comey about the investigation into Russian hacking. Even Spire didn't go that far. I think it is very close to obstruction of justice, said Spire. I think we need more evidence. It's not even close. But it was during an opportunity for Spire to wax indignant about Trump talking to Homie the Comey that the interview took a wrong turn. Burnett asked if maybe Trump thought it was okay to meet one-on-one with Homie the Comey because the then-FBI director sought an initial meeting. Well, that's part of the problem, said Spire. Everyone who has had any engagement with the government knows that there's three separate branches of government, and certainly me as a member of Congress would never attempt to influence a court proceeding or judge. What the hell does that have he to do? He wasn't trying to influence any court or any judge. Homie Comey's not a judge. I know. What the hell's wrong with him? And her? he didn't try and influence him at all. He asked him a question. After, you know, he was the one that brought it up. I guarantee it was Homie to Comey. He's, he engaged the conversation. This spear does not know what the branches of government are. This idiot. There are three separate branches of government. That's correct. But they're not separate. They're all part of the national government, are they not? Not really separate. So don't get yourself confused. The Supreme Court's there to keep the rest of the branches in line. That's wrong. That's what our national government is supposed to do. I mean, our state government is supposed to do. Then if the state fails, then we the people do it as jurors. And we nullify any law that's not pursuant to the Constitution. Federally and state. And there is such thing as state nullification. Of course there's such a thing. Everybody, look, even... Thomas Michael, Jefferson <laughs> asked them to do it in 1798. He actually, he actually yeah. stayed, said one day that Thomas Jefferson and Madison even knew that there was no state nullification. Those words came out of Mark Levin's mouth. No way. I'm not kidding you. Mark Levin? Yeah. Mark Levin doesn't... Wow. He doesn't believe in state nullification. The only thing he believes in is the Article 5. That's the only thing the states have, apparently. He's an idiot. Sorry, Article, I don't mean to trash I'm sorry, people, Article but... 9 and 10 of the Bill of Rights lays it out clearly. I mean, he has a lot of listeners, and it's really scary when they say the wrong thing. It just really is. Right? Well, they got a, they're reaching a lot of people, and they're misinforming them. So, yeah, it's always bad. But... Why, God's name, would our founding fathers put a Supreme Court that's part of the national government as the watchdog for the national government? Do you see the problem? Yeah, just like all the bureaucracies in Just like the federal government is below state governments, not above. <laughs> and they're they all investigating below. themselves now, right? Yes, they're <laughs> running in circles investigating themselves. Okay, so Article 9. Maybe for... they'll find their gender. 
uh, <laughs> Article 9 for everybody out there in the Bill of Rights, which Brian hates. The I don't hate the Bill of Rights. <laughs> I said it's redundant and it's Pandora's box. Article 9, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people. That's right. Article 10, the powers not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Didn't say or, did it? Yeah. Or to the people. Okay. Yes, and that, that's the line of of power, of the pyramid power. We're at the top. It's us, then the local state governments, then the national government on a going down the pyramid. You get it? We the people are above all of government. We created all of government in this country. And it doesn't have any powers that we the people didn't grant it. And the only way that would be is through the Constitution. And if you don't like that, then amend it. Go ahead. Do your Convention of States for repealing only. That's the way it should be set up. And someone tell Mark Levin, because otherwise he has no idea what he's talking about. A runaway convention is impossible. How? How could it be impossible? He said our constitutional convention was not a runaway convention. Yes, it was. They weren't supposed to create a whole new government. They were only authorized by the states, the delegates, to fix the Articles of Confederation. But they went beyond it. And they had to, to create the most magnificent government in the world that we have destroyed. We're, we the people of blame. We are supposed to be in charge of the government. We're supposed to tell the government what it can and cannot do. We have let them go on autopilot, taking whatever powers they want, and we said nothing. So we that said nothing is to blame. But I wasn't born a conservative. I don't trust people that are. That's a little weird. I believe in, if you're not, you know, if you're young and you're not a liberal, then you have no heart. And if you're over 30, and you're not a conservative, you have no brains. I believe in it. Because when I was younger, I thought a lot more of my heart. But as I got older, I started learning things. Changed my perspective. Like how I was lied to about my history. Like you're still being lied to about history. And even people making mistakes like Mark Levin, that's supposed to be Mr. Constitution, but he's not. Remember, he went to law school. It gets in the way of the Constitution. There's some sticking points with, with attorneys. They, it ruins the whole game. They don't understand it. They went to law school. They're ruined. What do you think? They teach constitutional... Actually, to uphold and adhere and revere the Constitution in law school? You think that's what they're taught? No, they're not. They're taught the opposite. They're taught how to twist the meaning of words in the Constitution to benefit their clients uh, and judges that allow them to do it. And stop putting lawyers in your judges if you're voting them in, like we do here. Stop using, please stop using lawyers. You do not have to be a lawyer to be a judge. No. And I got to tell you, it'd be better for we the people 
if they weren't a lawyer and had nothing to do with the law before they became a judge. Because then they're going to stick to administration of the court. Okay, but on that point, our Justice of the Peace judge, we threw out the last woman, and she was a complete wow, idiot. Wow, what a ditz. She was definitely a progressive. <laughs> and we voted in. Uh, he was a he was some kind of administrator in our local um, prison. And Brian went before him. Unfortunately, we had to go to court a lot back in the day when we first got here. And you were impressed by him, right? He was not a lawyer. Yes, because had... I thought the judge was a complete idiot. And he was just doing his job. And like when he found out this other idiot brings me in because he wants an uh, order of protection against me. But I, have, I, haven't, I hadn't talked to the man in over a year. So the judge actually said, you know, I don't know what's going on here, but I'm going to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> I was pr- pretty impressed with that. Uh, he's never called me about it, though, so I don't, I don't know if he ever got to the bottom of it or if he got to the bottom of it and didn't like it when he got there. I don't know. But he was very matter-of-fact. He did his, He read directly off the things, everything I had to, he had to do to in the preliminary to make sure you know I understood my rights and all that stuff. And, he, and no other judge had done that. No, not one other judge has done that, and I've been before three of them. I'm probably going to be in front of another one. Why? Because I got jackass neighbors, that's why. All right. Um, <clears throat> well, that's part of the problem, Spire said. Everyone who has had any engagement with the government knows that there's three separate branches of government. And certainly, me as a member of Congress would never attempt to influence a court proceeding or judge. Well, that wasn't done here either. See, this is what I'm talking about. This is the fake news story. This is the fake news story. There's nothing here. Zip. They're making it up at a whole cloth, and then they're spinning words, and now you, you're, you're buying into it. Uh, get over your hatred of Donald Trump. He's going to be the best president we've had in my lifetime. He already has surpassed anybody, in my opinion. Uh, except Homie the Comey wasn't a judge or a court. Homie was FBI director and answered to the Attorney General with the Justice Department. Well, at the time it was the Injustice Department. The Justice Department is part of the executive branch, which Trump heads as president. As former federal prosecutor Andrew McCarthy has pointed out many times, Trump is the boss of the Justice Department, the Attorney General, and the FBI. He could fire the FBI director and even end a criminal investigation. In their rush to get Trump, media and politicians are blurring facts and fake civic lessons are being bandied about, flinging them as eagerly as spires, spire, and she was a willing platform at the Communist News Network. She has a willing platform at CNN. That's nice. Spire. I don't know who these people. I don't watch CNN. That's just dumb. Oh, I watch local news. I watch my local news for local news. But that's it. And they don't really talk much about national politics where we are. It pretty much stays local for the most part. Okay. From the stream... 
Is that a place, or are you talking about the internet stream? It's a place. In recent days, we have seen shameful images of American young people burning the flag, disrespecting the national anthem, and desecrating the U.S. Constitution. We have seen them try and silence free speech and bully those who defend them. And, well... The young people who spit on our traditions seem to get all of the media attention. There are many young Americans who cherish our freedoms and have a profound respect for the red, white, and blue. And I want to celebrate those young folks. Trail Life USA and American Heritage Girls have taken up the mantle of defending our values and our traditions. And my email has been inundated with stories and photographs of trailmen and American Heritage Girls honoring the fallen on this Memorial Day. It's uh, a little old. Yeah, it is, but it, it's important. Now, the trail, um, let's see, what do they call them? The Trail yeah. Life USA is supposed to counter the Boy, Boy Scouts. They changed their name. They did. It was trail, trail something else. It was. That was Trail Life USA and American Heritage Girls. And the American Heritage Girls is countering the Girl Scouts. And we know this because we were kind of a little bit involved with the local American Heritage Girls here in Butte, which no longer exists. But I know about them. So I don't like that they changed the Trail Life name because it doesn't say anything about it being little boys. I know. But they can't use Boy Scouts or anything because that's done. I know. And the age group starts from... Five-year-olds and the oldest. Well, it might have changed. Yeah, it might have changed. You have to changed. look this stuff up yourself. Yeah. Um, but it was it was young kids and young adults. It wasn't, you know, it was school-age kids that are in these organizations, which is really good because it That's, gives us hope, right? It's the, same people, it's the same age grouping as Boy Scouts and Girl Scouts. Which gives us hope, right? So what's new? <laughs> well, Boy Scouts gave us hope once upon a time. Look what that turned into. I know. you got to stop letting the progs take over things because they just like Muslims. They just ruin everything. I was especially moved by the trailmen of troop VA 0412. They partnered with American heritage girls and placed more than 4,000 American flags on the graves of heroes resting in the Culpeper national cemetery in Virginia. I saw something on TV that really upset me. Bunch of millennials trashed all the patriotic displays at the cemetery. I mean, they vandalized the whole thing. You just see the stuff strewn all over the, all over the ground. Uh, it looks like they drove through it in a car. Well, but whatever the case, millennials, you just keep making yourself worse. Stop misbehaving. Start acting like an adult. Acting like an adult is easy. You just do it. You don't have to evolve into it. You don't have to be taught it. You just do it. Be a man, not a little punk. I was especially moved by... Oh, yeah, I did that. Blah, blah, blah. The cemetery staff <clears throat> took time to share stories about some of the men who gave their lives for our freedom including Sergeant Cameron Thomas, killed in action in Afghanistan. Our troops placed the flag on his grave in his honor, Sharon Grossom told me. 
We are so thankful for the opportunity to serve our fallen heroes in honor of Memorial Day. Trail Life Troop KS0007 and American Heritage Girls decorated St. Gregory's Catholic Cemetery and City Cemetery in Marysville, Kansas. Ah, hence the KS, Kansas. The young people installed nearly 1,900 American flags. I did this one. Yeah, I was, was going to say, you did this. Yeah, I was in the Sea Cadets. We, we, we went to Arlington. That's a, long, that's a long way from Long Island. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it well, it got, was pretty cool. It was, that you got to do that. It was kind of, I was kind of sad, though. Seeing all those, you have no idea until you've been there. Seeing all those tombstones and know that these are all soldiers that died in battle, it, it, it's just, it's overwhelming. Well, and the other thing that I learned for the Memorial Day, and I do have to thank, you know, be fair, I have to thank Mark Levin for this. Um, he played from the history, from the History Channel, which you know he's got more bandwidth than we do. Uh, they had like a little, um, I guess, documentary, and I didn't know this that when they landed in Normandy on the beachhead, half of the the uh, soldiers didn't make it out because the Germans already knew they were coming and started shooting at our landing. Um, amphibious, whatever you call them. Amphibious vehicles. Vehicles. And they were hitting their mark and they were going, the bullets were going right through them and men were dying on inside before they even got out. And those are the men that weren't even, are not even buried at Arlington. And they were between the ages of 17 to 23. And just made me cry. I don't they can't shoot through steel. That's what they said they did. They shot through them, and a lot of them did die inside. Oh, yeah, because they're shooting from the top, so they can shoot into. Right, and that's what they were doing. You said through. Okay, into, sorry. The, things, the door is made of steel, Yeah, so and it's were, higher than the wall. So they were shooting into. Right, and of course it ricochets. And and those are those brave young men and women. That, that, wasn't men. The, that was nothing after the doors opened is when it really got bad. Hitting that beach, I think one out of three died. I know. It, it's it, and you had to just push through all that bombs blowing up around you. You got pillboxes shooting machine guns. You got to go through barbed wire, and of course, while you're stuck cutting the barbed wire, they you're wide open. They they, they kill you. Then the next guy has to go try, and what happens is each one gets further along, but they still die. These are the kind of things that happened. It, it was horrendous. I mean, just I, I, I can't, I can't imagine. It. I've, I've seen it represented on television, and it's impressive enough. I'm like, I can't. I would never want to do that. Why would I want to run into a beach full of explosions and fences and pill bottles? Yeah, but our young men and women are still doing. Someone's got to do it, you know. But it doesn't. It wasn't my kind of fighting. I, I like to use my brain a little bit. That. There's no point to just use me as cannon fodder. But, you know, our young men and women are not even learning this history at all. I know that. At all. And something for you California conservatives out there, because I know you're out there. Uh, California CA-611 decorated hundreds of graves at the Riverside National Cemetery in California. So, you have... Trail Life Troops in California. 
And American Heritage and I Girls. And pro- you probably have American Heritage Girls. I don't know that to be a fact, and neither do you. As a father in American, it was a solemn and welcome experience watching our children learn. Trailmaster Aaron Wyant told me. One of my sons took his time reading the names on the headstones of the soldiers, and he told me how sad he was at so many losses, but how glad he is for his freedom. It's nice to know there are some young people in America who still stand for the national anthem and pledge allegiance to the flag. Young people who understand that our freedom is bought with the price, with a price. It's nice to know that Trail Life USA and American Heritage Girls are raising up a new generation of patriots. And when they come of age, some of those very young people will answer the call and take their place among those who tend freedom's flame, those who ensure that our nation will always be the land of the free and the home of the brave. Now, I did that purposely. I don't know if Hitler got elected. I doubt it. I did that purposely in the political smackdown because we're always talking stuff politically negative, and this was something that was really positive. That Positive and negative all rolled into one. I, yeah, that's true. It was positive and negative all rolled into one. But, yes, um, please do a search, ladies and gentlemen, especially if you have young um, girls and boys for your area, to see if there's any kind of a, this um, organization around your area. If not, contact them and see maybe you'd like to start a troop. Yep, that's how it works. That's how these troops end up getting started. People looking for them in places they aren't yet. Why don't you start? They'll say, well, do you want to start one? And I have to say my It's pretty easy, by the way. To it start. is, and they are very, this organization is very accommodating. I mean, super accommodating. And yet my daughter blew that up, too. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. (laughs) But yes, please. We need to start more conservative, more patriotic. We have a, we're at war right now, Brian. I mean, what you were just talking about with the newspapers and the the TVs and we are on all in all out war. People need to realize this. Well, it's a, it's a type of war. I mean, it's not a revolution yet. No, not even even close. First shot hasn't been fired. Again, hopefully we'll we'll get control of our states before that happens. Well, because we have a reprieve, right? Well, yeah, we have a pause, uh, a chance to get something done, and you have three years to do it. Because you can't guarantee he's going to be reelected. So you've got three years to get this stuff done. I know, and they're already obstructing with all this nonsense from this year, right? And it, it's, it'll be hard to do in three years. It will. But it needs to be done. So if you're listening, get to work. Do whatever you could do. My my thing's behind a microphone. Your thing might be marching. Who knows? Anyway, i got to go to break. Sun Cooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. <laughs> You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Oh, horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes, walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. 
You mean like Democrats? Operation Homefront operates programs with the goal of making a difference in military family quality of life. They serve younger families of deployed service members, typically in the ranks of E1 through E6 and all branches of the armed forces. Operation Homefront provides a wide range of programs and is dedicated to helping the families our troops leave behind. For more information, please visit their website at operationhomefront.net. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be a liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be a liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man. You might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be a liberal. officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. <laughs> There's not going to be a president, Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She said plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has a 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Oh, okay, have Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, no, no, we love you in Kentucky. Indiana. 
Don't care. Indiana with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas. Uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yes, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. You're singing. You're not feeling that bad. Yeah. You always got a second win in your second hour. I don't know what makes you think that's singing. That's terrible. <laughs> anyway, um, the levels are great. No red. I know, because I went in and practice shows until I got it right again. Again. And now I got to write it, <laughs> everything down so I get back to it again. <laughs> yeah, because yet it's see the interface has volume control but windows has a volume control so you have to decide how much windows and how much the slider and it, they work to, they work in concert yep we had to you had to become the own your own sound man you know people go to college for this the stuff that we're doing <laughs> well i've like been teaching know. myself computers and programming for since i was time. a kid yeah i mean uh, I love computers because I, I like computer games as a kid. And it's a lot cheaper than going to the arcade because, boy, you can spend some quarters in that place. Oh, and by the way, I will never stop playing that clip. Which one? Never Trump. Oh, the Never Trump clip. <laughs> never say never. From FoxOfCNSNews.com. Wait, I had a question. One guy actually... One guy actually used a double negative to say, to, but he didn't mean the double negative. In other words, he said, they don't have none. Something like that. But say that. that. That's, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's just wrong. Oh, well, come on. The language that they're lo- that, that these uh, progs are using, we have congresswomen cursing, dropping the F-bomb like it's nothing. Oh, it's because this is a younger audience. No, because you're a pig. She's a black woman, that's why. You're a freaking pig. And before we go you on... You can't say that. It's racist. <laughs> I'm a racist And sexist. Bitch. It's a little misogyny there. <laughs> oh, well... Hey, and before we go on to the next category, because I don't really, I don't really like this Tillerson guy. I don't either. I I don't trust him at all. I hope Trump keeps a tight leash on him because he has some funny politics. Now, again, talking about these congressmen and women that are like they're disgusting language. Like they they forgot how to speak English. They, they only know how to do. Stuff in the F and S and all well, that the, stuff. You got to get Congress to change the UCMJ again to get rid of homosexuals, transgenders, and all. We definitely need to get rid of them. That's going to cost us a fortune because well, they're going to give gender reassignment surgery to anybody who wants it. 
and that's expensive. Well, that and also that which we're going to be talking about, which that, is what but, Lay Winner's going to do. But but these congressmen that and women that they're complete idiots. And with the stupid call me youngs, the only thing that I have to say is, are you people ten years old? Really? Another black woman that interrupted everybody that was on that one panel, and the committee leader. I think that's the same woman who cursed. Probably. No, it sounded like the same voice. The committee member had to chastise the committee and whack their pee No, only her. No, he also addressed the whole committee after he addressed he might her. Have, but he was specifically addressing her. He and stopped in, her from doing what she was doing and told her to be more respectful and allow him to answer the questions. And she went right back at it without letting him answer the questions. He, he had to chime in again. I mean, at what point do you censure somebody for violating the the court rules? The committee, I mean, committee rules. Well, it's whatever. Congress rules. Um, that, you know, you can't do that kind of stuff. Well, in the middle of but him someone's telling... Gotta, someone's got to enforce it. In the middle of him telling her to stop, she interrupts the committee head. Yeah. What are you people, 10 years old? What am I, in kindergarten? She is They're a, idiots. She's a young black woman representing probably a ghetto... And they think they can get away with anything. She's only black. She's a female. What do you, you can't get her for anything. She can say whatever she wants about anybody, and you can't do anything about it because she's a black woman. And the example I just gave. And how is this? How is this uh, e- equality? By the way, a white heterosexual male can't do, say the same things that a black female says. Well. How is that? How is that equality? It sounds like you're getting special treatment for having a skin color and uh, genitalia. Yeah. No place in our well, politics. Well, this is frightening too. When I gave that example, and then all the talking heads out here are saying, "Well, they don't know how to govern us. We need to be governed." You want to be governed by ten years old, ten year olds? I don't want to be governed at all. Good lord, that was a farce! I cannot believe you people elected those people. Believe it and believe that McCain got reelected and Lindsey Graham got reelected. Two progressives that should have been voted out of office. And the only, Decades ago. And the only reason they keep getting voted in is they don't have a Republican challenger. Otherwise, that'd be the end of them. From CNSNews.com. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson issued a statement on June the 7th recognizing what what they called, what he called, LGBT, I don't know what the heck that thing after, is that an I? Yeah. What does I stand for? Mm-hmm. You forgot Q, questioning and queer. <clears throat> LGBTQ month is what I'm calling it. He calls it LGBTI month, or that could be an L, a lowercase L, but considering everything else is in capitals. That's got to be an I. So I don't know what the I stands for. It doesn't stand for inquisitive because that's Q. And I don't know why he dropped the Q and placed it with the I. What the heck does I say? Inclusive? And said that the State Department is working around the world to uphold the fundamental freedom of LGBTI persons to live with dignity and freedom. Told you he's got some funny politics. He believes in global warming as well. I wouldn't let this man anywhere near the government. 
The headline on Dillison's statement made clear what LGBTI stands for, it said. 2017, lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and oh, intersex. What is an intersex? Yeah, intersex. That means you're between sexes? I, I don't get it. I don't understand these people. So, LGBTI Pride Month. In recognition of LGBTI Month, the Department of State affirms its solidarity with the human rights defenders and civil society organizations working around the world to uphold the fundamental freedoms of LGBTI persons to live with dignity and freedom. Well, they can live any way they want in this country. They choose not to live with dignity. Have you seen what homosexuals do in public? That's not dignity. They have no dignity. They're brain damaged. Uh, these human rights, we don't deal with human rights, we deal with unalienable rights, and why should they get special protection? Because they don't get treatment for their disease. Sorry, homosexuality is not something you were born with. All the ones that I've conversed with have told me that they were molested as a child. It's not something they tell uh, breeders much. But they liked me. So they were honest with me. And so I I understand that most of them understand that they're this way because they're damaged. But as long as you're gonna give them stuff, they're gonna they're gonna take it. Basically, if you stop labeling them and leave them a and leave them alone, and have them leave us alone, they would have more freedoms than they had anywhere in the world. Well, but to be outwardly homosexual, you could be outwardly anything you want. You can call yourself a gerbil. I don't care. But we cannot glorify dysfunctional sex. This just leads our children down the road of experimenting with same-sex relationships. They're encouraged to. No, they should be encouraged not to. Your value to your country is your family. And they break up the family unit. And that's Karl Marx, that's one of his planks of the Communist Manifesto. We also recognize that LGBTI persons continue to face the threat of violence and discrimination. You know, everybody, everybody is is likely to live with a threat of violence. Uh, you might be watching the news or paying attention on the internet would be better, but that's what I mean. Uh, what's going on around the world? Europe's in shambles. It's a mess. Because these... All the attacks in the UK, look what's going on. That's Islam. The United States remains committed to human rights and fundamental freedoms for all persons. Dignity and equality for all persons are among our founding constitutional principles, and these principles continue to drive U.S. diplomacy. Yes, but the government has no business in marriage. There's nothing in the Constitution that grants the power of marriage to the national government. So they don't have it. States do. They don't get to say. They don't get to define marriage. It's already been defined. They want to redefine it. 
to include homosexuals. No. Sorry. You don't get to be married. You can be civilly joined or uh, contractually obligated, whatever you choose. But no, I don't recognize any homosexual marriage. I don't recognize it. It's not marriage. Marriage is between a man and one or more females throughout history. Not homosexuality. None shown throughout history. The only the only people that ever treated homosexuals with any kind of tolerance were the Vikings. And the Vikings said, well, that's fine, but you still have to get married and have children. Because the children are the future of the tribe. And that's how it is in civilization. And we're letting them completely destroy the children. Human rights. You can take your UN human rights and pound sand. Has no no binding power within the United States of America. Oh, and just so you know, localities, states, you are not allowed to go into an agreement with a foreign government. Read the Constitution, would you? You're also not supposed to be able to borrow. Read the Constitution, would you? Because those two things are obvious. They're just plain English. Uh. Okay. The Wonderful World of Animals. From Reuters. Chimpanzees do not deserve the same rights as people. A New York State Appeals Court unanimously concluded on Thursday as it refused to order the release of two of the animals to a primate sanctuary. The 5-0 decision by the Appellate Division in Manhattan is the latest defeat for the Non-Human Rights Project and its lawyer, Stephen Wise, in a long debate over whether caged chimpanzees are actually legal persons entitled, like humans, to bodily liberty. Citing experts like British primatologist Jane Goodall, the Non-Human Rights Project said chimpanzees and humans share many behavioral, cognitive, and social capabilities. They are not human. They are not, they are not equal to man. All animals are inferior to man. These left-wing kooks want to hold animals up to be more important than man. Wrong. And whether you believe in God or not is irrelevant. God believes in you. Citing experts, huh? <laughs> it said uh, this entitled chimpanzees to many of the same rights and sought habeas corpus relief to win freedom for Tommy and Kiko, each held by a private owner in upstate New York. But the shared capabilities do not translate to a chimpanzee's capacity or ability, like humans, to bear legal duties or to be held legally accountable for their actions, just as Troy Weber wrote for the appeals court. While petitioners avow mission is certainly laudable, no it isn't, the according of any fundamental legal rights to animals, including entitlement to habeas relief, is an issue better suited to the legislative process, Weber wrote. 
The Non-Human Rights Project is reviewing the decision which upheld rulings by State Supreme Court Justice Barbara Jaffe in Manhattan. This is not going to change without a struggle, Wise said in a statement. We remain confident that Tommy and Kiko's fundamental right to bodily liberty will be recognized. Wise previously failed to win the release of the chimpanzees Hercules and Leo from the State University of New York at Stony Brook. That's where my daughter was born. They later moved to Louisiana after the school stopped using them for research. Louisiana, just a fun place to visit. Tommy Zakiko's cause drew support from Harvard Law School professor Lawrence Tribe. In a friend-of-the-court brief, Tribe suggested that non-human animals could face legal duties, citing a long history, mainly from the medieval and early modern periods, of animals being tried for offenses such as attacking human beings and eating crops. It's not the same thing. All right. So the chimpanzee picks up a knife and kills somebody. We're not supposed we're not supposed to get rid of the chimpanzee without a trial? <laughs> He's not a person. Again, chimpanzee didn't know right from wrong. How can you can't hold it accountable? It picked up something and, and just didn't know what it was doing. So how are you gonna what are you gonna do? How do you try that? It's stupid. Well, Brian, the taxpayer... And by the way, they're already in prison. Any Most of them are in jails. They're called uh, zoos. Taxpayer dollars are paying for this. <laughs> um, that depends on how state uh, does it. Some states, loser has to pay court costs. But that's not everywhere. It is here. If you ask for a jury trial and you lose, you have to pay for it. It's kind of bizarre. How am I going to pay for it? I'm in prison. Weber, however, said none of the cited cases were recent or from New York, and chimpanzees' inability to defend themselves or take sufficient responsibility explains why those that kill or seriously injure humans are not prosecuted. (coughs) Tribe, (coughs) in an email said, the court's quotation from Miamicus brief speaks for itself, as does the court's decision to discount it on the somewhat curious ground that none of the cases I cited came from the modern New York scene. They didn't use that terminology. Ridiculous. Yes, it is, it is Manhattan, though, so everything is ridiculous. Lord knows how it's changed since we've been there, huh? Only gotten worse. That place, that place was on a... Uh, Just a trend down constantly. From the Telegraph. It's cut off again. His is gavel. That's how it starts. His is gavel. It doesn't start like that. Could you bring up the... This is gavel. A German shepherd. I forgot to put the T. This, this, that, what is this about? Tea? That doesn't change anything. This is Gavel, a German shepherd who was... I know, but with the title, that would make sense. Without the title, it's just a statement about some German shepherd called Gavel. But anyway, I'm sure it'll explain. 
This is Gavel, a German Shepherd who was recruited as a puppy to train as a police dog, but ended up getting the sack. Unfortunately, Gavel was found to be not up to the task. As the police put it, he did not display the necessary aptitude for a life in front in the front line. The problem was Gavel was too sociable. He loved meeting strangers and would rather play with someone than help arrest them. And so, after months of training, his career in law enforcement was over. However, as one door closes, another opens. And Gavel was offered a new job, working for the governor of Queensland, where he holds the official title Vice Regal Dog. This is in England. No kidding. Actually, Queensland, this is in Australia. His duties include, include, so it says, his duties include, include greeting visitors to Queensland's government house and attending official functions with Governor Paul de Jersey. Okay, now I want to get into this a little bit. Paul de Jersey? (laughs) He is of Jersey? I want to get into this a little bit because you uh, you love dogs. Dogs love you. You've raised dogs since you were a child. As a matter of fact, his aunt, that his aunt and uncle raised him, sent a picture of him as a little kid in his bed with his dog next to him. And the dog was under the covers. And I said, and no. And the head on the pillow. And the head on the pillow. And I'm like, there's no, I go, no, you guys, you guys set this up, didn't you? No, that's how we slept every night. Well, didn't the dog get too hot? If When it did, it got up. When I've got water or whatever. Because you get hot under the covers with all that fur. Well, of course, you keep the place pretty cool. <laughs> I was going to ask about that, too. I'm telling you, I, I could put this up on Facebook, but Brian won't let me. I would. The dog is literally under the covers with its head on a pillow. And Uncle Lou said that was ridiculous, and he wasn't putting up with it anymore. So he locked her out of my room. And all she did was whine and cry at the door until Lou couldn't take it anymore. And said, all right, you're ready. And let the dog in because he couldn't get any sleep. But does a dog have to have a certain temperament to do like what they were saying? Yes, they have to have a certain. And he said, but they can't be mean. This dog didn't have it to be a police dog, but he does as a greeter. Yeah, but they can't be mean. This dog isn't mean, but that's the reason he's not in law enforcement. Well, I know, but do And long- this is why he's greeting people, because he likes playing with people. And it's obvious and already discussed in the article. I just read it. All right. Um, a spokesman for the office of the governor told the Brisbane Times gavel had become a valued and much-loved part of government house life. Gavel, on occasion, sits on in on briefings with the governor, he said. Gavel also has also demonstrated his capacity to uphold the ceremonial importance of his role at state of origin time. He has outgrown four ceremonial cults, undergone a career change, and brought untold joy to the lives of the governor, Miss New Jersey, Mrs. New Jersey, government house staff, and thousands of Queenslanders who have since visited the estate. We hope Gavel's with us for a long, long time into the future. The governor told Seven News Brisbane. Okay, this is, he's a German shepherd, and... So there is stuff missing, huh? 
No, no. They just they didn't say it in the article. They just showed a picture of him. That's how I know. Uh. But the, what I was asking you is to be law enforcement and to be a um, uh, military dog because my girlfriend's daughter trains them. Do they have to be mean? Or I don't understand. No, they just have. They can't have a temper. Well, all they don't do is run around and play. Okay. They have to be. You don't want high strung animals in the position. You it's, most German shepherds are made for the job. They're work dogs. That's what I'm asking, yeah. Um, it's unusual. It, probably a mutt, I imagine. But this one just didn't have the per- right personality for the job. It does have the right personality for this job, but didn't have the right personality for that job. Dog has to be, a, be calm, listen to your commands, obey your commands, just sit still <laughs> and not do anything when you want to, but you... Tell the dog to sit and stay, and that dog better sit and stay, even if bullets are flying around. That's pretty impressive, Brian. Dogs rock. Yep. And they, when I was in the Air Force, they used they used only German Shepherds. They only used purebred German Shepherds. Um, but that changed over time because much like the Rottweiler, the inbreeding with the uh, the shepherds, are, we're starting to see some of the same problems in personality. In other words, uh, they were actually like mean, twisted dog, just attack anybody. And, you know, you can't have that. But that's what started to happen. Then they started realizing that all kinds of dogs can be used for this. And just because they're not classically thought of as work dogs doesn't mean they can't be used as work dogs. Again, it matters the more the personality of the animal than anything else. Uh, some animals are not going to be able to do it. They're too high strung. Like you wouldn't want an Australian Shepherd. Although they listen to commands very well. But they don't use them for anything but herd dogs. Which tells me they have the temperament for that, but not the other. Right. And they 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 know they experiment because they they learned through the Rottweiler and then Shepherd experience that purebreds have problems, and so they started looking more into mutts, which is good because mutts I have found are always more intelligent. Oh, the dog has to be intelligent enough to understand your commands. <laughs> You've had some dumb dogs. Even dumb dogs should be trained, but I wouldn't want to train them on the battlefield. No. You know, actually, dumb dogs are easier to train than smart ones. The smart ones are usually high strung. There's a difference between following commands and having and thinking. You don't really want your dog to think. You want to do what you tell it to do and do it now. I don't want to have a discussion with it. <laughs> I don't want to have a discussion. <laughs> anyway, do you want to tell them about? Heck, okay. I trained my last rooster. Were you kidding me? I know you did. You trained him to jump up into the porch. Yep, <laughs> it was funny. And it's the last thing you wanted to do. Because I was going to, to the food, but I wouldn't go to the food with him because he'd attack me. So I, t- I trained him when I, to get up into the the porch of the coop. I'd just say, up. And he'd jump up. And then I'd go, get the food. I'd call him and he'd come. Poor Rooster Cogborn. Yeah, I haven't tried to train this rooster at all. Frenchy. He's a French thing. Yeah. <laughs> One good thing, he's so much lighter than uh, <clears throat> Rooster Cogburn was. When he attacks the staff, it, it's like nothing's there. I just push him away. It's like 
He weighs like four pounds or something. He's all feathers. <laughs> I've seen him naked, so he's all feathers. <clears throat> anyway, I we go into a yes. Yep, do it. All right. <clears throat> when we get back, I'm going to talk talk about whales. It's the Uncooperative Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. <laughs> Hi, this is Jeff Carlisi from the band 38 Special. The mainstream media has failed the American people once again. Internet radio networks like Red State Talk Radio will not fail you. Tune in 24 hours a day, studios A and B. Great conservative programming around the clock. Red State Talk Radio, the dominant force in Internet conservative talk radio. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. Your cooperative radio show, our half of two. I want to bring something up really quick before we move along with the whales. And again, we do some so much stuff that's depressing. I had to do some happy stuff today because <laughs> all it is is call me, homie, 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 call me, homie, call me, homie, 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 call me. It's getting ridiculous. Well, I did want to bring this up though. When I was listening to another, the stupid five. Um, What's his face that you like makes your head bleed? Juan Williams, <laughs> the man. No, he's, he's not. That, he's not that bad. There are people much worse than him. <laughs> <laughs> but he's just such an apologist for the left, boy. Oh, by the way, um, Sirius Radio, the Patriot Station, has a new show. I just want to talk to the producers out there. If maybe you're listening or somebody knows them, what the hell is with putting on a new show called The Patriots? And it being hosted by Unger. Felix? No. You sure his first name isn't Felix? It's not Felix. I don't know what his first name is. I forget. I just call him Unger. I don't, I just he's like not a patriot. No, he, he thinks he is. Uh, no, he's, again, he doesn't care. He's he doesn't care what the Constitution is supposed to say or mean. Uh, the courts have decided blah dee blue blah bitty bee bee and that's uh, he's just he's just a very calm soft spoken progressive and he it gets him it opens doors because he seems reasonable reasonable he's not reasonable because he buys into progressivism he's a moron and progressivism is not patriotism in any way shape or form i know one of our listeners is screaming his first name at us right now <laughs> i don't care what his first name is i don't like him Anyway, well, going back to Juan, they were talking about this stupid nonsense. What if they were going to be a dog? What dog would they be? And he brings up the oh, greyhounds. Yeah, I was listening to that. And he brings up the greyhounds, like everybody else does. 
oh, I know, but they're so mistreated and they're so they're you know again with the freaking like the elephants that they shut have, down Ringling no, no. Brothers. Why did he have to do that? Everyone's just supposed to pick a dog that fit their personality, or that they yeah they'd like to be. That's it. That's it. There was no reason to discuss politics of greyhound ownership and racing. I have bad news for you. Greyhounds love to race. They live to race. They're bred to do that. It's, it's, they're na- yeah. Well, they're natural. It is a Warmerainer, I think, is another one. It looks like yeah, a Greyhound, only smaller. tiny one. Oh, you saw one. You oh, had yeah, one at the that campsite. Thing, that thing has too much Weimarine? energy for anybody. Weimer? What is it called? Weimer? Warmer? I don't know. It's some kind of German Don't dog. help because you're messing me up. Okay. Warmerainer. I don't know. I can't remember. <laughs> anyway, it's a little, it like a little dog, a little Greyhound is what it looked like. That thing just ran in circles and ran in circles and ran in circles and ran in circles. My dog was trying to play with it, but after a while, it just laid down and watched it run in circles. <laughs> Sorsha would do that with a lot of dogs, the dogs that like to fetch, remember? She, she, she was too lazy. <laughs> She's like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but, then, but then again, we hadn't get, had we gotten her thyroid treatment? Yeah, because that was after Alaska, right? No. No, 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 no. Fra- Frank the dog was in when we were in Florida I didn't before we left. Frank the dog. And the other one was when we went to Missouri. I mentioned my dog. My dog after now, Alaska got right. thyroid medication. Yeah, no, this was before. Okay, this is when she was crashed. She was going downhill. And yeah, nobody thought to poodle do, clappers. Nobody thought to do a, har- a hormone test. Nobody. I said, look, I, I, I want her thyroid check. Well, you know, we're better if we do this first. And I said, excuse me, I'm paying the bill. And I said, I want my dog to have a thyroid hormone test. Understood? That's the only reason she's here. And grudgingly, they did it. And guess who was right? I was. Her thyroid was almost zero. She was dying. She was having seizures. Poodle clippers aren't worth a crap. I suggest you educate yourself on veterinary medicine because it's time to start telling the doctors what to do instead of the doctors telling us what to do. They forget who they work for. All right, from CNBC. Once all but extinct in New York City's waters, the whales are undeniably back. The same year that the curious humpback captured our attentions, Size Weirda counted 106 whales in the waters of New York City. Now, a very, very, very important sentences. Once all but extinct in New York City's waters, the whales are undeniably back. Means they were there before. It's I'm just top of the climate change nonsense now. That meant the whales were there before. And then they disappeared. Then they came back. Something changed cyclically in the waters to make them come back to New York. But it is a global climate change. Probably a change in the uh, Gulf Stream. And what's the other stream called? On the East Coast. Anyway, it's the part of the Gulf Stream. Anyway, it, maybe that's it. it. They just keep calling it Gulf Stream, even though it goes up. It goes around Florida and up 
up the East Coast. So if that changed, that would change the behavior of, well, wildlife in the water. And like you said, it was, they were here, and then what should have been disconcerting, they were almost extinct in New York City waters, and now they're back. Why isn't that a good thing? There's a bunch of porcelain dolls out there crying. Oh my God, the world's going to end. Oh, look at the whales. It's an omen. It's an omen. It's going to die. You know what? We all sit around hoping you do die. <clears throat> yeah, so that doesn't mean you have to be physically dead. I bet the whole millennial BS needs to go. Killed, murdered, done away with. In November, a whale was caught swimming near the Statue of Liberty. And it's not just whales. Dolphins and seals have also come along for the ride. It's shocking to longtime New Yorkers who remember when the city's rivers and beaches were an ecological punchline. The Hudson River, along with the city, Bronx, and East Rivers, matter because they feed the surrounding ocean. What we dump in one ends up in the other. And the Hudson isn't just a river, it's a tidal estuary, which loosely means that it flows both ways. The estuary feels the ocean's pulse for 153 miles of its total 315, which make, means it has, on average, four tides a day. The ocean flows up and then back down. The color of the Hudson water shifting, shifted with the whims of the car buying public, General Motors poured its waste paint directly into the river so you could tell what hue was popular based on what the river's most common tints. That's 1947 and 1977, the year the Clean Water Act was enacted. General Electric, based upriver from New York City, dumped an estimated 1.3 million pounds of polychlorinated biphenols, PCBs, into PCBs are bad. That's the stuff in the the trans the transformers that are on the power poles. Yeah, that's the stuff inside that's poisonous. Okay, they but, dumped it into the river. But again, now they're saying if it wasn't for the federal government getting involved, this would have never stopped. Horse crap. It's bull. Of course, it's of course it would stop. People's opinions changed. That's, the government always gets involved. It's they're like a surf, like a surfer. They like to ride our wave. So whatever, whatever we're cleaning up, like would it be, you know, segregation, affirmative action, this stuff, PCBs. Um, people were already heading in the direction of cleaning up the air in the water. They were doing it on their own organically. And it would have been better if it had been done so. Instead, it was forced by the federal government. And when you force something, it's never going to be good. And that's the same thing we always talk about when my friend and I, we do the Women of the Revolution show on Talk uh, Shoe. And we're talking about back in the day, colonial times, and then through the revolution, women were, were already evolving. I mean, the colonists evolved women like almost immediately because they needed to. Women needed to own land. Women needed to, you know, have businesses, especially when their husbands went to war for the revolution. This stuff was already happening. And by the way, by the my, way, the worst thing to happen to the country is women in the workplace. 
that breaks the family unit. And also, the economy adjusts for a double income. And so you're not going to get more for, it will for a few years and a few years in the, when you do it. But after a few years, it's going to be bad. Well, and somebody said on one of the talk shows that the government follows the culture of what's going on here. Well, I just said that. Right. I know you ride did. The wave. That's what it did. They ride the wave and they just make the wave and worse. Then, right. But then they say, see, see how... How, See what we did? See how great we are? Yeah. The, because, but they screwed up the whole thing. That's why there's still racism. It's because of the national government exactly, and state governments. Exactly. Their policies cause us not to like each other. Yep. And Obama. If you get my job because you're black, you think I'm going to like it? Exactly. I'm going to hate you. And every affirmative action hire. And Barack made it worse. Him and his middle state. He is an affirmative action hire. <laughs> According to the EPA, uh, I know, I'll take it with a grain of salt. In addition to causing cancer, PCBs can have a wide range of harmful immunological, reproductive, and neurological effects. Cleaner waterways have lured the fish back while limits on commercial fishing, in part because some of the fish species are not safe for human consumption, courtesy of the PCBs that still linger in their bodies. Give the whales something akin to an all-you-can-eat buffet. All I can say here is they're taking credit for stuff that didn't didn't do anything. They didn't come back because they cleaned the water. The water's been cleaned up for years. So I, I what, why what was this special moment of clarity of the water? I don't I don't understand. At any rate, yes, it's it's better for the whales if they didn't come when it was polluted. But um, I think if it was still polluted, they still would have came for whatever, whatever changed their migra- migration pattern, changed their migration pattern. And it wasn't fresh water. They can't tell there's clean water ahead. In fact, they can't mostly can't tell about clean water except for, tur- you know, turbulent so- soil in the water that cuts down on, vis- on uh, your vision. But, it, but you know, uh, let's it's again, government didn't do anything. Government does the only thing government could do well is make people miserable that's the best thing it does and it it's the happiest when it can do it but it's important to know that although the city waters are cleaner they're not perfect the city is home to not one but two aquatic superfund sites gowanus canal and newton creek the st- city still pours some 27 billion gallons of stormwater and raw sewage into many of its waterways every year, legally due to an antiquated sewage system desperately in need of an overhaul. Oh, don't forget where all the snow goes to, and all the pollutants that are with it. Oh yeah, right in the Hudson, or in East River, Ben. You know, I didn't even realize that till the last couple of snowstorms up there, and you said, what do you think they're going to do with it? They're just going to take it out by and dump it in the river. That's what, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. That's what they do. You, you, can't, you can't plow because there's nowhere for the snow to go. Yeah, they plowed us in, and we lived in Queens for a while. Remember that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> that that's Queens. Yeah, uh, it's not that they don't. They didn't pick. That was one of the times because we're at, that's out in the boroughs. That that's not Manhattan. That's not New York City. It's part of New York City, but it's on Long Island, and so it's a completely different world. In New York City, meaning Manhattan, there's just sidewalk and road. There's nothing else. So you got to remove the snow. 
they plow it into what they usually do is plow it into a mountain somewhere <laughs> and then a payloader comes with a big old dump truck and the payloader fills the dump truck with the snow and then the snow goes to the river and uh, the snow goes to the river yes it does but in, <laughs> in the dump truck the dump truck goes to the river and then dumps it in the river and repeat and that's what they do rinse and repeat that's right the water, however crappy it is, is our most valuable open space, says Eamon Deagle, an urban planner. Oh, urban planners suck. Who works with a consortium of groups to help clean up Brooklyn's Gowanus Canal. Let's make it accessible and clean it again. Let's buy some canoes and provide lessons for kids and get people to reconnect. The group recently built a boathouse on the Gowanus and plans to decorate it with circuit boards, old military electronic waste dredged from the canal. Hey, we how come we didn't do, take all our electronic stuff and decorate the bus? <laughs> uh, two generations ago, writes Cronin, my parents had enjoyed a very different relationship with the river than they are when they were young. My father learned to swim in the Hudson, one of a boatload of terror-stricken St. Peter's parish boys who were instructed by Monsignor Brown. The Monsignor would tie the stout bowline around the waist of the nearest boy and throw him into the drink with the command swim. <laughs> Good Lord. Hey, he put a rope around him. That's more I than know, that's I more know. than my parents did. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I was a water baby. I just took the water like you I were. Oh my gosh. I used to just every day used to spend time sitting on the bottom of the pool. We had we had a pool. He built it himself, that's why we had a pool. It was a nice built in pool. And uh yeah, I I'd spend most of my time at the bottom seeing how long I could hold my breath and just I kinda liked the tranquility of it. It was so quiet. Well we when we went to SeaWorld, we did that test, the hold your breath test. Oh yeah. I made two and a half minutes, I think. I thought it was more. Maybe it was. I can't remember, but I don't think it do. I don't think I could do two and a half minutes anymore. It's been years, but yeah, I used to work. I built up my breath by basically, um, not to put aside when I was a kid, but I when I was singing, it built up my lung capacity. Yeah, he was in a band, and that helped me hold my breath even longer. Actually, you were in a couple of bands. I think it was three and a half because I I commented that at four minutes, brain death starts. Yeah. So, but it doesn't matter. I could hold it for a very long time. Maybe we'll never get back to the day when the youths of New York are sent into the city's waters during gym class. But the return of the whales is a sign that New York is finally starting to do right by its waterways. And it should encourage the city to do even better. Good. Nobody mentioned climate change. Oh. (laughs) I thought this would be a good segue. (laughs) The Looney Tune Global Warming Report. (laughs) Segment two. So anyway, before we before we go on to this, which is going to be a disaster, um, the EPA my spiel. That, oh, your spiel, yes, 
Not their spiegel. My spiel. Your spiel. There you go. Okay. So you're sitting around having a beer, wondering how the heck you can listen to these people live. Torture. Well, I'd like to know too. Uh, right now, <laughs> still at Spreaker at uncooperativeradio.com. Saturday and Sunday, three, uh, 5 p.m. Eastern Time. And you can download and hear all our shows at uncooperativeradio.com, which actually even has two more shows as part of its radio station. The Women of the Revolution and the Patriots Pub, both history projects. Patriots Pub is the only one you have to listen from episode one. Yeah, it's it's a less it's it's meant to put everything in context, and if you miss any part of it, you're gonna you're gonna miss it. So you need to listen from episode one and and at least get all the way through this the uh, constitutional convention, and then you'll know the Constitution better than anybody. But after that, we get into some more fun stuff, including a whole series on slavery. Anyway. That's at PatriotsPub.us, PatriotsPub.us, or on com, And the Women of the Revolution are on TalkShoe.com. Just do a search for Women of the Revolution. And at UncooperativeRadio.com. So they... One-stop shopping at Uncooperative Radio. You get everything. Now, live, we're supposed to be at, uh, over at Red State Talk Radio Live, but we're not. Because uh, the owner's life is just busy. It's too busy, and he can't find time to monitor the first connection because you got to make sure everything works. Otherwise, you got three hours of dead air. And he hasn't been available. I don't think he's going to be available next week. He keeps saying next week, next week, next week. I don't really care to go live over there, but uh, he, he said it was important to him, so I guess now it's not that important to him. We can also be heard on iHeartRadio, iTunes, TalkShoe, Podbean, Yabba Dabba Doo, LinkedIn, whatever. It's all over the place. Do a search. If it's not where you want it to be, put it there. Get me to put it there. Get the owner to put it there. And you'll have it. Anyway, we also have a Facebook page. Our Facebook page is in prison. If you could uh, all go to that support and send a message to say, let my people go. That would be nice. Uh, so that's that's all locked up over there. But we, I have a private Facebook page that's still not locked up, and that's Brian Bonner nine zero. We have a Twitter page, and so if you're a Twitter person, do a search for Uncooperative Radio and go over there, join, get involved. A lot, there's a lot of good discussion over there. There's a lot of good uh, news stories over there that weren't in my other feeds. So if you're a Twitter person, please go over there, join, like, love comment, post, have fun. They're also rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com. That's 24-7, two-channel conservative talk radio. You have the Encore channel and you have the Prime channel. We're on the Encore channel, Saturday and Sunday, 10 p.m. Eastern time. For now. <laughs> it will. It's supposed to change but to this, but I don't know. We might not. We might not get over there. So, um, through Red State, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku, and don't forget about Alexis and the Amazon Echo, where if you get one of those, you don't have to do any programming or nothing. Just say, listen to Red State Talk Radio, and she will put on Red State Talk Radio. I'm going to go to break. So, Cooperative Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. (laughs) 
And now, a message to freshman Tea Party back senators from Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham. Hello, this is Trent Lott. Uh, Lindsey and I just want you to know that we appreciate all that the Tea Party people did to bring you here to Washington. Yes, I love tea, and I dearly love parties. But now's the time we should all come together and sit down with the other side and listen to their ideas on how to move the country forward while we as Republicans take a step back and walk a mile in their shoes. Yeah, we love being Republicans, and we love conservative values, uh, probably as much as we'd love being liberal Democrats if the need ever arose. What Trent means is Republicans are always at our best when we ignore all the rhetoric and noise from back home and just do the right thing. The right thing? You know what I mean. Join Trent Lott and Lindsey Graham in bringing bipartisanship back to Washington. A lot of people refer to millennials as one of the most lost, confused, and unhappy generations. There are studies showing that they're less happy than other generations, but it is hard to predict deep, lasting happiness when a lot of millennials are still quite young. But at least we can see where they're headed. And I'm sorry to say it, but millennials, based on the research, you are being led to a life of unhappiness by a bunch of disingenuous liars and pathological altruists who disguise their bad advice as supportive tolerance and freedom. Now, I'm a big fan of freedom, but I don't want to go into anything without being educated about it first. I think I should be free to go skydiving, but I should probably talk to an instructor. And of course, life is a bit different and more complicated, but when it comes to things that make us deeply happy, the majority of people are pretty similar. And we're lucky to live in a day and age where we have research and data that has surfaced, giving us guidance on what leads to a fulfilling life. And the life supported by that research is very different than the glamorous one a lot of us may picture. I'm sure many of us growing up remember the phrase, white picket fence in a dog named Spot. It was always used as a derogatory term for a lifestyle deemed ordinary, dull, and conventional. But before this hip generation came about, for a very long time, that idea was not derogatory at all, but in fact, a dream held by many people, and for good reason. People had that dream because the traditions displayed in it were, quite frankly, the best way to historically have a fulfilling life. But today, things have changed a bit. Being ordinary is just about the most horrific thing on the planet for hip millennials. So instead, we dye our hair, shave its sides, pierce our noses, ride in the streets, or join a cookie-cutter indie band to make up for our extraordinarily ordinary personalities. In fact, we're so afraid of what is deemed ordinary or conservative that being traditional is now kind of the unordinary. Being traditional may as well be the new punk. And at the moment, I'm hoping that punk makes a comeback because instead of finding meaning and freedom in our rejection of tradition, what we found and what we will find is a maze of confusion and unhappiness in it. This isn't just my opinion, it's backed up by facts. In Charles Murray's book, Coming Apart, he dedicates a whole chapter to what leads to a happy life. Now, he gives a pretty fair definition of the word happiness. He distinguishes it from fleeting pleasure and would define it as consisting of lasting and justified satisfaction with life as a whole. President Trump called me and informed me he was firing Director Comey. I told the president, Mr. President, 
With all due respect, you are making a big mistake. Senator Harry from Nevada says Comey broke the law. One Democratic lawmaker is calling on Comey to resign. The FBI director, okay, you violated these two protocols. That kind of an ambiguity bomb this close to election was a terrible lapse in judgment. I agree with Eric Holder. I think here, um, Director Comey made a great mistake. I call it an October betrayal of long-standing FBI protocol. Sitting FBI director has abused his power. He was acting in concert and coordination with the House Republicans. End of story. I think that uh, Comey acted in an outrageous way. Should he step down? I think he should take a hard look at uh, what he has done. Uh, and I think it would not be a bad thing for the American people. Do you believe that uh, Jim Comey should resign, Senator Reid? Of course. The answer is that he resigns by midnight tonight. All I can tell you is the FBI director has no credibility. Radio show, hour three. Okay, and uh, while you're back, I, I didn't, I didn't finish my spiel, so you might see some uh, commercial. You hear commercial commercials on our show. You can tell them apart from the other ones. They're not funny, um, nor informative. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. But anyway, you'll notice the paid ones, but we don't get paid to air them. We only get paid when you call the number in the adverti- in the advertisement itself. So please don't go find the stuff on your own because then we won't get paid. The ad company doesn't get paid, and that's not good for anybody. And certainly not good for the future of talk radio. We need advertisements. Yep. So if it's something you, you're interested in at all, there's no obligation to buy. If you're interested at all, just call the number and we get paid. You're not obligated to buy anything. All right. Oh, no. Do you have a button to push for this? I don't know. I'm looking at effects and I'm wondering if this will do it. What do you think? I don't know. Push the button. You should play with it. thunder <laughs> I don't know. anything to do with anything except global I got, warming i gotta tell you though that's a lame thunder because the thunder that goes on got, around here yeah but you can upload sound effects you can i upload. got it i know i have to sit here though with your computer on windows yeah so yeah but we <laughs> you need your computer and you got to do all a bunch of stuff out after the show we never have time i got this computer but does it take windows why do i need windows don't i need windows over an app computer, you have Windows. I don't need Windows on the other computer. Why would you need Windows on this? I don't know. I don't know what Spreaker does. You can't hear that, huh? Now I can hear it. <laughs> Watch it go away. Got to get a new power supply. It's going to burn up. <laughs> anyway, it's the Looney Tooney Global Warning Report. From Live Science. Which is turning out to be a prog site, by the way. Oh, I knew that. 
It wasn't in the beginning, many years it, ago. It, it didn't have any politics injected in it. But again, since science has been completely science. like like many other places, things in our country have been totally taken over by progressives. Yep. And there's there's very little real science going on. Um, Just like real news. It's bad. It's and you can't trust. Oh, so ten scientists said so. I don't care if it's nine hundred scientists. If they're wrong, they're wrong. They're they're out. Look, there's some scientists. They're pay, pay for play. They they want to be make lots of money, get lots of grants, and make the science turn out to whatever the person that gives them money wants it to turn out to be. That's the new age of science, and you could. Ask any scientist you know that's in the field that's not a total idiot. And he'll they'll tell you, oh, yeah, that's going on all the time. Well, the good thing is that now there's a place for them to go. France. Why, why did France say, we welcome you? The, you did the article last show. That's what I'm asking. I, it, it vaguely... The Prime Minister of France is welcoming all the science scientists that they're saying that global... Oh, climate scientists, yeah. not yep. just scientists. Climate scientists, the ones we say are not doing science. They're doing junk science. Go to France. Yes, you know, they always say they're going to leave, but they never do. They never do. No. Who would want to live in France? Well, a couple of actors and actresses did go to France. Yeah, but they're not there anymore. I bet we look up where... Uh, What's that? Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp lives. I bet he moved. France is pretty violent. He went there to get away from the violence in America. Are you kidding me? What violence in America? This was before the Black Lives Matter crap. There was no violence that he had to get away from. What is his problem? Oh, like there's no violence in France? Cut me some slack. Nobody has a gun. There's a lot of crime in France. Look. You don't have a gun, you can't defend yourself from a criminal. Are you and they kidding know me? All the violence that's over there is done by fuzzy muzzies Well, now, now it is, but, you know, once upon a time, uh, they didn't have to import their thugs. They, they, see that? They put, a lot of, they put a lot of thugs out of business. French thugs. I know. How thuggy could a French person be? I don't know. Uh, anyway, from Live Science, it's been a week since President Trump announced he was pulling the U.S. out of the Paris Agreement. Yay! And thank you for pulling out net neutrality. Yay! Could you so-called conservatives that think net neutrality is a good idea go away? A real conservative doesn't ask for more government. They ask for less. You don't invite the government into the Internet. The only reason the Internet's worth anything is because the government's not involved. Once the government touches it, you're going to watch it fall apart. Well, tell that to Prime Minister May May. That's the first thing. She doesn't want to talk about the problems that they have with the fuzzy muzzies. No, the first thing she wants to do is go after the internet. Because after all, the internet is the she problem can do whatever with she, terrorists. She can do whatever she wants in France, but she doesn't no, own the internet. May May is in... Oh, in London. Yeah. Not London. Prime England. Minister of England. Yeah, the fuzzy muzzies aren't the problem. The internet is. Really? Oh, no. Now she was pointing to the recruitment of jihadists on the internet. That's what she wants to get rid of. It's amazing how everybody on Facebook gets censured my flag. My whole my whole show page is in prison. For what? Telling the truth online. That's it. And they didn't like, someone didn't like the truth. So they said it was hateful. 
It's how the stupid games play. But yet, someone found an active site with Fuzzy Muzzy Terrorists recruiting on it. And that page was not in Facebook prison. It's fine. Mine's in Facebook prison. But not the Fuzzy Muzzies, because Islam is peace. Is. Islam is. Pieces. Literally translates to submission. In that time, a remarkable transformation has taken place. As the federal national government, it abdicates its responsibility to address climate change. There's nothing for us to address. Pound sand. A groundswell of support has sprung up at the state, city, and corporate levels. The state and city is not allowed to have any agreements with foreign governments. It's in the Constitution. Someone please read it. I knew. I knew this article is going to make your head explode because... Just like they're doing the same thing with Agenda 21, Brian. Like I said, they're bypassing the governments. They're going after the little municipalities, yeah, hanging a carrot in right, front of them. Right to the planning boards. And if you hear sustainable development come out of their mouths, get rid of them quick. Because that's Agenda 21. The sub... National actors are making the case on the international stage that the U.S. will meet its Paris Agreement commitment. No, it it won't. And they're not allowed. And I I hope Trump throws them in jail. Ah, well, that includes a first of its kind effort called America's Pledge, spearheaded by Bloomberg Philanthropies. That's been dubbed a societal, nationally determined contribution. States, cities, and other groups can sign on to meet the U.S. pledge to the Paris Agreement of reducing carbon pollution 26 to 28% below 2005 levels by 2025. David Hart, a political scientist at George Mason University, said that the new initiative bears some similarity to the 1980s anti-nuclear movement, when cities and states declared themselves nuclear-free zones. But it's the only time he can recall some national action in the U.S. being linked to an international treaty. It's not a treaty. It's supposed, it, yeah, it was it an agreement. No, that's what they called it. It's still a treaty. You can label it anything you want. I covered this. It's a treaty. And if it's not ratified by two-thirds of the Senate, not Congress, of the Senate then it's not the law of the land. It's a bye-bye. Trash. See you later. It's astonishing. I've never seen anything like it, called Pope, a senior advisor to Michael Bloomberg, a big, gigantic prog, and former head of the Sierra Club. Oh, he's actually a pretty good guy. But now he's friends with Bloomberg. Donald Trump has created a new American climate movement What we are trying to send is a message that it's not up to the federal government. It's up to all of us. Um, I hate to break it to you. It's not really up to you. Again, it's like, what what do you call this? Inside out, upside down world. Exactly. Because really and truly, we the people decide what to do. But they're doing everything so unconstitutionally, it makes your head spin. Yeah, look, states' rights. I'm all for it. But not this way. Right. 
this is not states' rights. This is just, well, this is nonsense. It's politics and policy. It's just bad politics and the, policy. The same thing with the sanctuary cities, Brian. Yep. And look, these Prague havens are going to be acting out the whole time Trump's president. Get used to it. Um, they can make all the pledges they want. I'd like to see them cut pollution in New York. It's a, it's a pollu- polluted place. It's like... It's got really bad air quality. Go ahead. So let's so fix it. Go ahead. Just don't ask the federal government to do it and don't use any national government fiat money. In other words, you do it. If you say we can do what we want in our state and you're right, then do it. Except you can't make treaties with foreign government because that's stated in the Constitution. You want to cut your air quality? Go ahead. You don't need a treaty or an agreement to do it. Just go ahead. They're looking for political cover. That's what they're doing. Because if there's enough people on the, the Bloomberg webpage that they set up, uh, then they, they'll come out and make a, try and make policy. But we could, but they can't make an agreement with a foreign entity. Okay. Um, where was I? Oh, yeah, all of us. It's up to all of us. It, okay, so if you want to do that and say you're going to do it like, I don't know, something that wasn't mandated by government, like, I like the notion of, you know, taking things and reusing them. But, uh, I don't know. Well, and the UN is coming at all these progs because they're putting us in the same category with all the rest of the governments of the world. We have a constitution. We're not the rest of the governments of the world. Every government has a constitution or some form of government on paper. But not like ours. The difference is our the government. Not, and the, the government isn't anymore. What it is right now isn't any better than any in their parliamentary system. Right, but the UN's are the UN is treating each state like it's its own little country. Well, they are technically the United States sovereign in their own little country, except if it's stated in the Constitution, the state's not allowed to do it. It's not allowed to do it. Thank you. That was in the Tenth Amendment. You might have missed that. Shall I read it again? No, they can look it up. Okay. The Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Very important read. Ninth and Tenth Amendment. Actually, you should make like a little plaque or a little card and have it in your pocket. And anytime somebody prog comes up to you, just shove it in their face. <laughs> or or your Congress cockroach because they don't know anything about the Constitution. Well, they don't want to know because they don't want to follow it. And they don't want you to know it because they don't want to follow it. And if you knew it, you'd make them follow it. Because that's your job. The pledge can't take place in the federal government's commitment, but it's part of a huge shift in the climate landscape. The speed with which the shift has happened has put the movement in uncharted territory on the international stage and legally. The United Nations Framework Convention on Climate Change, UNFCCC, whatever happened to the IPCC? They got, rid, they got rid of it because of uh, it was all outed as being a progressive nonsense. Well, it doesn't matter to change the name. It's still unconstitutional and nonsense. 
you want to, as a city mayor, you want to do something to get rid of pollution? Go ahead. That's fine. You just can't mandate the country. All right. And again, it depends on your state's constitution. So, the UNFCCC is responsible for tracking countries' pledges and is working to figure out how to incorporate the sudden surge of local action in the U.S. It would be illegal for you to do so, sir. They want to do this on their own. That's fine. You want this, You want them to sign some form of agreement with you. That's unconstitutional, and they're not allowed to do that. But they probably will, because they borrow, and they're not allowed to do that either. I could go on with what they do, but that's too obvious ones we welcome this initiative because it illuminates just how much support there is for the paris climate change agreement across so many sectors of society in the u.s and across the globe nicholas nuttall his name is nuttall i think i think he i think he is a tall nut a spokesman for unfccc said the current actions by states, cities, and corporations have a high upside internationally. The U.S. is the world's biggest historical climate polluter. No, it's Horse not. crap. What a load, Brian. And getting it on board was crucial for the Paris Agreement to come to fruition. Um, sorry. You let China and India just go ahead and pollute. Yep. And they are the biggest polluters. Yes, they are. And that's why we're not signed on to it. One of the main reasons, because... Trump wasn't closed-minded about it like he should have been. You wouldn't have got me to go to any meeting, talk to anybody. It'd be, this is our my policy. There's no climate change. Move along. Brian, you would be sending out memos and letters and tweets to everybody. You wouldn't even bother going there. Here, give him, give him my letter, the State of the Union, pass it out to the Congress and the Senate, get it over with. Because, it, ladies and gentlemen, that's all it was in the beginning of the founding of our country. The State of the Union wasn't even – we were not involved because we weren't involved in the federal government. It was an interdepartmental memo to the Congress and the Senate what the, the, what the president was going to do no, under the Constitution. No, no, and no. It was a letter. It was – no, it is not. It is a memo. It was never mailed. It's a memo. Okay. It's and memo. it only goes to people in the executive branch. It doesn't have anything to do with Congress. I thought I read that somewhere. I don't care where you read it. It was wrong. And it certainly, Read it again. It certainly didn't involve us. Now it's a freaking circus. Now it is Rome. Well, it seems to me that you really need to read that Constitution some more. Well, you tell other people to do it, you do it. You know, Trump didn't have a State of the Union address. Oh, it isn't time yet for the State of the Union address. And he will have to have it. He has, it's mandatory once a year. He hasn't been in for a year. The current actions by state, cities, and corporations... Oh, wait. I did that. Um, getting on board and come to fruition. Having it leave, meaning us, the USA, the PAC could jeopardize the agreement, even though big players like Europe and China have reaffirmed their commitments. No, they have. I, I don't, I, yes, they have, but they're, option, they're not mandated. It's, they are goals only. They're just goals. And China's not going to change the way it does anything. No. And uh, that just, that's just the way it is. It's a stupid PAC. It was... It was Put together by idiots. Uh, yes, I'm sorry. John Lurch Carey is a moron. I swear to God, he doesn't have 90 IQ points. So I hope it jeopardizes it. It's idiotic. 
Every country should do its own pollution in its own way, and it's none of the UN's business. Can we get rid of this thing? I'd just like to bail out of all of it. Every international organization I want out. You know how many billions, trillions of dollars we could save? America's pledge sends a strong signal to any wavering countries that the U.S. may formally be leaving the agreement, but it's not going away. We already left. How? What pledge? America's pledge. I know. You're talking to local municipalities. They don't represent America. Nope. It's really important to the international community that the perception of the U.S. stepping out of the agreement needs to be dispelled, Hart said. India is a country you might want to look at. They have huge challenges and huge coal reserves, so it's not easy to commit to the type of things they did. It is optional. It is not mandatory. It is not mandated. There is no inspection. There is no enforcement. It is junk. It's nonsense. And even if it had all that, I wouldn't want to be part of all that because, well, first of all, it's unconstitutional. But if you can get two-thirds of the Congress to agree to it, there's nothing I can say about it. If you don't go that route, I will have a lot to say on it because that's illegal. Yes, I'm not giving Trump a card blanche pass on anything. Ugh. I know. We got to have a lot to say about him on the next show. I was kind of, everyone's kind of mad at him. If they perceive society is in for this and we're going to have a congressional election next year, maybe they can wait and see if the U.S. is completely reneging. While Bloomberg Philanthropies is hosting America's Pledge, Pope Pope said it's not alone in recognizing the need for non-federal leaders to step into the power vacuum left behind by the Trump administration. They are not allowed to Thank do. you. That is the one thing they're not allowed to get involved in international politics. Nope. That is federal territory, federal territory alone. That's how we created the Constitution. That's what it means. I don't give a crap what people in New York think. Again, I say blow up the UN building and uh, let them go pound sand someplace else. Yeah, and Bloomberg, go with Soros somewhere, like maybe to the new planets that they're finding. He didn't leave any vacuum behind. He, no. The leadership is, get away from these international agreements. Air fingers. Uh, it's enough. We've I had, love it. We've had enough. I don't care if crazy people in the inner cities and the outer cities all shoved together like a bunch of sardines, and they're all progs. They call themselves liberal or whatever. Prague. The Prague's. The progressives. And their progressivism is evil. Oh my God. What the hell is going on with Hawaii? Wait till you read the next paragraph. This this is not... Trump is leading. The other people aren't following because they're too stupid. And they don't care about their country first. They didn't vote for Trump. They wouldn't vote for anybody that said America first. They want a world. They're globalists. Yep, yep. World, we are we are and people of the they world. They buy into all this nonsense. the The smart ones, they know it's nonsense, but they part it anyway. But then there's the idiots that just keep the Kool Aid drinkers keep pounding nonsense. This has been the hottest five years in history. Was that? Uh, what didn't didn't that idiot on the five say that? Juan Williams. Um, ladies and gentlemen, two, three weeks ago, we had a foot and a half of snow. Well, wait a minute. That's not the point. He's, he's wrong. Oh yeah. Then he was the one. 10 years. 
We haven't warmed in 10 years. It's over a decade. So how could Juan Williams say, it's the hottest in five years. <laughs> how could it be? Because he didn't go up. <laughs> That's what I mean. They all have talking points. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. <laughs> Again, uh, left-wing cliff dwellers are not like Muslims. They lie. The ends justify the means. This is all in an Islam, you know. Yeah, you, you you think uh, that guy made it up? What's what, rules for radicals? Uh, he, bar- he borrowed from Islam. Hateful nonsense. A coalition of more than twelve hundred local governments, corporations, and universities wrote an open letter to the world. See how they do that? An open letter to the more world. More than twelve hundred local governments, comma <laughs> corporations and universities. Oh, wait a minute. How much? Of, how many local governments? How many corporations? And how many universities? And what is a letter because to the world? We know the universities are on board with this. We know there's cracking progressives everywhere in this country in local government. That's why we have to take it back. And this is a good example of why you must take your local government back. Because what you guys go? Oh, thank God he got us out of that. Now your mayor is getting you into it, and the planning boards. Next thing you know, there'll be hate speech laws. So their letter to the world about their commitment to the pact. The mayors of Paris and Pittsburgh penned it up. But you have no control over it. How how are you going to do that? You can't stop coal fire power plants from going. You can't do that. (laughs) You can't. It is a state thing, but states don't. Don't seem to want to do it. They gave, let the federal government do it. Of course, that's not how to transfer power in the Constitutional Republic. The mayors of Paris and Pittsburgh penned an op-ed in solidarity. And Hawaii is now the first state to sign a law to commit to meet the U.S. Pirate Pledge. Again, you can't do that. You can choose to pass laws, to do whatever you want. But you can't say... You're signing on to the Paris Accords because that's a treaty. You can't do that. Again, you want to pass legislation that says, uh, uh, I don't know, you, these people can't have cars because we've got to cut down on pollution or whatever crazy things you left wing loons do over there. <laughs> Go right ahead. But you have to leave the rest of us out of it. It's, not only is this not a global world, this isn't, this, this isn't even a a country where we have one single central power government. The real power lies in the states and the people. Uh, they just don't know it. As soon as they figure it out, you're gone. Let's hope that's the way it happens by my plan. Take it back from the ground up until you get to your governor. Then reassert constitutional sovereignty. But you have to do that. And these lunatics are just lunatics. You, you know that. I mean, we're, they're not going to tell us which local governments. We're going to. I bet they're in California or New York. What do you think? About, I bet the majority are from from California and New York. What do you think? Or certainly the left coast in New York. Too many lunatics. Not enough IQ points. 
People understand that if there wasn't some response to what Trump did, American leadership would be badly compromised, Pope said. No, you're screwing up American leadership by by showing that you're not falling in line. You're not supposed to lead. As you said, the president, this is the president's job. And he's made his decision. And you don't really have a say in it. Cities and states have a lot of avenues to reduce emissions. Again, go ahead. Just leave me out of it. So making that law is okay? What law? No. No, right? No, I didn't miss it. I I said what... Yeah, it's not... You can't do that. Because that is... That's not just a pledge. It was a treaty. You See, now they're using different words. And they're being trained to use different words. So they don't look like they're obviously breaking the Constitution. But they are. Because you're not even... You can't even pledge. You understand? You can have no agreement with foreign government. None. Got it? Don't like it? Amend the Constitution or shut up. There are already a number of ways local governments can address their carbon pollution, some that could yield unexpectedly large benefits, and that are vast different than what the federal government can do to reduce emissions. Well, that's great, uh, but you're not allowed to borrow either, so you can't borrow for this. You can't borrow for all this crap you want to do. You got to actually pay for it, but pay for it yourself. Because I just told you, you're not allowed to borrow. I know. Everything's in debt because they have borrowed, but they're not supposed to. It's illegal. In which, and, the, and by the way, uh, the debt does, it does not have to be acknowledged by the national government. Because the law says that they can't admit bills of credit. And, that, and those bonds they release, those are bills of credit. You're not, specifically, they said why they put it there, states and localities cannot, from this point forward, borrow anything. So, every municipality and state is already unconstitutional. States and cities have a lot of avenues. Some that could yield unexpectedly, blah, blah, blah. Our building blocks will be different, Pope said, of America's pledge. We'll commit to do what our stakeholders can do to reduce emissions. California, for example, has a waiver to set car pollution standards that are stricter than federal ones. They always had this. When did they lose this? This government doesn't have the power the state does. You don't ask the state for permission. I mean, the federal government for permission. They don't have the power you do, doofus. See, you could do that. We don't care. Because when it's the 70s, you always had to check to make sure you didn't get a California car. like this, Because they'd move there and sell, sell their cars and stuff. Yeah, because it had all this pollution crap on it from California. California had extra pollution stuff for their cars than everybody else. See, that's how it's done. Oh, go ahead. If you want to pay for it, your state, you can go ahead. Every state can decide to do it or not do it based on what they want. But you don't go into an agreement. That's against the law. You're not even allowed to go into agreement among the states. Did you know that? It's in the Constitution. So all this going on, this uh, America, whatever promise, pledge, that's that's all unconstitutional because these are agreements between states and a foreign government. 
You can't even, that's double whammy. You can't, it's illegal. Do you understand? If it's unconstitutional, it is illegal. That's the way it works. If the Constitution doesn't say you can do it, you can't. And if it says you can't do it, specifically, you can't do it. It's that simple. That's not even the hard parts of the Constitution. (laughs) I knew this was going to get you going. We're going to go to break. Chuck Quabbin Radio Show, you stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. Welcome to the Red State Cafe. My name is Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? (laughs) Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813 800-215-6813 This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. Cooperative Radio Show, hour half of two. Three. Three? Three. 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 Hour half of three. Three. Oh, man. That means there's only 30 minutes left. Okay, back to these unconstitutional agreements with local and state governments. By idiots who don't even Who are not allowed to have agreements amongst themselves, yet alone foreign Residential and commercial buildings account for nearly 40% of all U.S. energy consumption and represent another huge opportunity to cut emissions at the city level. Building codes are a completely unsexy area, but they're starting to shift, Lara Fowler, an energy lawyer at Penn State said. An energy lawyer, that's what we need to listen to. Not only, an oil, not only a lawyer, she specializes in energy. I know, I didn't even know that existed. What was she work for the oil companies? Well, they're energy companies. Fowler cited the Bullet Center, the first net zero building in Seattle, as an example that paved the regulatory way for future low and no emissions buildings. See, this is what happens when government gets involved. They're going to make now building more expensive. It's not, I see, the first one built it because they wanted to build it. Having the government say, you got to build, it's a different story. So now they want to do all these future building emission codes. So now you're going to have to spend money on all that crap that they bought. And I, I don't know how much that building costs compared to a standard building to make. Notice that never comes up. Green infrastructure and other building codes to reduce energy consumption can be used to further lower building emissions. What emissions come from a building? Well, you know, Brian, what you always say, codes or regulations, they're laws. Yes, they are. We don't need any more. Snap the rubber rubber band, people. Well, we don't need any more laws. You got to take, take these zoning boards back. 
or planning boards. They both call themselves planning boards. Now, it's the same because they same plan thing. our lives. It's zoning boards, but they're still planners, I guess. Yeah, they do. They tell you what you can and cannot do, what you can and cannot build, where you can and cannot build. What? Uh huh. Yeah, that's all. That's negative. There's no positive there. Make it an option for people to do this. If it's constitutional, give them a tax break to do it. But you don't get involved in making them build it. Look, why is it necessary to follow this so-called zero? Not zero carbons nonsense. I, I don't believe it for a second. It's zero anything. It just doesn't work in the universe. These people are nonsense and they're liars. They never point out that it took the build. There's X amount of extra time to build that building, and it cost X amount of dollars more than it would have cost if they didn't build it that way. That's the conversation that needs to be had, but they're not having it. Not all said the United Nations is looking at ways to assess local climate change pledges more formally, including ways to measure how successful cities and states are meeting their commitments. That would be unconstitutional. You don't understand, United Nations. You just can't pass things and we have to follow it. We have something called the Constitution here. Sorry. Got to be ratified by the Senate. And no, they're not allowed to do it. And no, I don't believe the government's going to enforce this. I wish it would. I wish I could get a, a back channel line with Donald Trump's administration. So I, I could clue him in on so many good things to do and warn him about what's unconstitutional and what is not, what is and is not constitutional. I could keep him out of trouble. Yeah, like not listen to the Supreme Court about anything. Oh, no, I would listen. Say, thank no, you very much for your not about anything opinion. where they have jurisdiction. If a state is suing the federal government, then they they have to go to court. However... That goes directly to the Supreme Court, not the lower federal courts. Why do states go into the lower federal courts? No, the state, again, the federal government and the state have a disagreement. It goes directly to the Supreme Court. That's what original authority means. Original jurisdiction. That means it goes right to the Supreme Court. Doesn't pass go, passes all the federal courts. And maybe it does collect 200 I don't know. Anyway, back to nut, nut tall. The nut and the United Nations. That's just precious. Now, st- how states and cities proceed is crucial to determining the legality of their actions. Constitutionally, only the federal government can enter into treaties. Or agreements. Or pledges. That's an agreement. <laughs> The day Trump announced his decision, California Governor Jerry Brown says he's going to China and then strikes an agreement, Fowler said. Well, what kind of agreement is that? Is it a treaty? Is it an alliance? That's an international gray area. No, it's not. No, no, it's not, not, no. it's only a gray area for people that are textualists. Every the originalists understand what it means. It's not a gray area at all. He's not allowed to do it and because he could they, be arrested. They discussed it, so we know about it. He should be impeached. Um, Governor, brown out, Brown. Governor Brown, Brown. Well, he should, no, actually, he should be arrested. Yep, I said that first. <laughs> they, it, see, is it agreement? Is treat alliance? That's the same nonsense that Congress is trying to do with Trump. No. No. 
Every agreement is a treaty and must be ratified by the Senate. Every single one. Well, I like how you said earlier the UN was saying, like they're saying to the other uh, EU countries, oh no, you can't just back out of it. And Trump's like, yeah, I can. Watch me. <laughs> well, bye bye. What the hell is wrong with the UK? Bye bye. What are they? What are they doing? They're telling you you have to pay them money to leave. Tell them to go pound sand. Tell them I'm, we're going to leave, and then we're going to sue you for all the money we spent. What do you? Th- and we gave you. What do you think of that? But you ain't getting any more money from us for anything. We're out. And Drop the mic now. Get out of the UN, and it will be complete. States can set more stringent carbon pollution standards than the federal government, but those also come with risks. California, for example, has a waiver to set more strict auto pollution standards, which could be key in enforcing automakers to sell more fuel-efficient cars. Now, it only makes them put a bunch of emission shit on your stuff, because they've been doing that since the 70s. That's what happens. They, get, they, they sell a special car made for California, and guess who? guess what? That car costs more money. And guess who's going to pay for it? You. <laughs> you the people of California that want a car. You're going to pay for it. Why? You don't have any other options. You can't go out of the state, get a car, and bring it in. Yeah. Mission tests. It won't, it won't pass. So now you're, you're forced to buy these BS, idiotic, expensive cars. Like everything in California, really expensive. Uh, um... Trump administration has hinted that they could pull that waiver, taking away a key tool to reduce transportation emissions, which account for 27% of all U.S. carbon pollution. We, I'm tired of hearing about it. There is no carbon pollution. We are carbon-based life forms. Everything on this planet that is alive is carbon-based. Do we understand that yet? There is no carbon pollution. This is a scheme to make money and to create global governance. If we're adhering to what the UN's telling us to do, then we have global governance, do we not? They're not our government. They're not in the Constitution. We shouldn't be given them money. We shouldn't be part of it. They're not in the Constitution. Well, it's just like an embassy. No, it's not. It's not an embassy. It's a place where other countries bring their embassies and all come together. That is not an embassy. And... We pay money to them. We're not allowed to give them money. There's nothing in the Constitution that allows Congress to dip in the Treasury for the United Nations or any of the world global governance nonsense. But you could just fill in the blank on that one because you're not allowed to give money to anybody. It's not your money. The national government can only buy things that they require. That's it. They're not allowed to give money to foreign nations to make them feel good about us or because their people are starving. Uh, that's not, uh, it's my money. You want to do charity? You get together with all the 500-something people up there and get them to all donate to your cause. They're all rich. Have at it. They can easily afford to fund the whole thing. Just You're not allowed to take my money and use it for any of that nonsense. Not even state disaster really unconstitutional and again the powers of the constitution are enumerated if it doesn't say you can you can't all right uh the trump administration could also he could 
he, he could arrest you, Jerry Brown. Uh, this person's opinion is idiotic. He could also put a roadblock. He could arrest his backside. It's against the law. Don't you understand that? The Constitution is the law, not the statutes. They're statutory law. They have to be based on the national or state constitution. If not based on the national or state constitution, it's void. It does not exist. It shall not be enforced. And I'll just say it that many times. You can go read Thomas Jefferson and write it down for pages. Well, again... Man, again, writes like some people talk. Same with all the regulations from the bureaucracies. They're supposedly laws, but they're null and void. All the ones that are unconstitutional, which is... Like all of them. All of them except the IRS. And obviously the cabinet and the Pentagon. Oh, by the way, thank you again, Al Gore, for the hail we're experiencing here on our mountain. Yeah, it's mostly rain. Freezing, freezing rain. If it comes down any... <laughs> if it turns into, into hail, we're not going to be able to talk anymore. Well, if it, the temperature drops like it's doing, it'll be snow. <laughs> that could happen. Yeah. Global warming. All right, so Trump could also threaten to withhold funding for infrastructure, environmental cleanup, or other projects. They're all unconstitutional, so feel free. That's something the administration has already threatened to do with sanctuary cities that don't cooperate with immigration authorities. Though Fowler said if that happens, states would likely sue the federal government in response. Well, you, you could, and but the Supreme Court should just laugh at you and go, uh, you're not allowed to make agreements with foreign countries. Oh, the Supreme Court doesn't know what the Constitution says. Oh, they, they know what it says. The textualists just don't like what it says, and they say it says something different. We can't even keep Ruth Bader Ginsburg to stay awake long enough. Well, again, if she appears to not be able to perform her duties, then it is the obligation of the House to impeach. Oh, no, the only one that can perform their duties is Trump. Right, Pelosi? No, he's performing all his duties excellently. Pelosi. That's what you don't like about him. Pelosi. He's actually quite good at what he's doing, and he, what he's doing is your legacy. <laughs> How do you like us now? You and Obama is watching everything you built fall apart. You just can't take it. No. That's what he said. They're deconstructing government. They're terrorists. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That's what the whole Trump administration is terrorists. They're deconstructing government. No, actually. actually There's so the... much government up there, you could blow up half of it and no one would notice. What they're doing, Brian, is they're saying <clears throat> that about we the people. They're not. They're they're holding him as example, but they're saying it about we. They we disgust them. They disgust me, so it's fair. That's something the administration has already threatened. In the background of all this, is the reality that clean energy is becoming cheaper. That's reflected in commitments by corporations to going renewable and a number of states led by Republicans pushing hard for wind and solar power. They're idiots. This is why the corporations are doing it. They're getting tax breaks right. to do They're it. They're getting subsidies, too. Right. And Yeah, of course. And they're idiots. So, again, these they say becoming cheaper. All right. Well, right now, it's ridiculous. So, you got... Figure $100 per kilowatt hour of solar panels you have to buy. So let's say, I don't know, you use a kilowatt. So you buy 10 100 amp panels at 100 and change to $200 a piece. Then you got to buy the battery bank. Then there's the cables. All that stuff is expensive. To give you an idea, I don't have really a good setup. 
I have 11 deep cycle marine batteries. That's 11. Then you have to buy the charge, right? The- charge controller, inverter, if you're not going to be on the on the grid, uh, you need batteries. If you're going to be on the grid, you don't need batteries. So, But you'll need to hire an electrician to grid tie safely. It has to be. Most places, you have to hire an electrician to do it. Because he's got to install uh, a meter that runs in two directions. That's how you save money. Another way they're looking at saving money. But again, I tell you, it's not cheap enough right now for corporations to want to do it by themselves. But if you give them, a, you know, you give them a write-off, they love write-offs, then they'll do it. So that doesn't mean anything. Again, and solar is already federally subsidized as well as ethanol. While a number of states led by Republicans pushing hard for wind and solar power, Hart said getting those states on board with America's pledge or committed in other ways would only reinforce the world that the U.S. is still all in on climate action, even in today's current polarized political change. How will getting a a couple of states on board mean that America's on board? It means that the majority of the people in those states elected a bunch of progressive morons that are all for it. They're also all all for losing their sovereignty to the United Nations. Oh, look, there's white on the ground. Global warming. Whiteness. <laughs> Thank you, Algo. If we help Republican governors to talk about clean energy and build around that, it would be powerful, he said. Well, when the science and the dollars make sense, the people will naturally buy it. Again, no need for government, certainly not world government, in getting involved. Even the national government's not even allowed to get involved. So there you have it. Imagine how horrible the UN is compared to uh, the local government. They're not in the Constitution. They're not our government. We're not supposed to give them money. You notice, though, they're grabbing at straws because we pulled out. They're doomed. Their whole thing is doomed because we were going to pay for it all. This is just turning into a propaganda campaign. They're going to use a few states and localities to try and say that the people of America are still with us. And we're not. And I don't think they'll buy it, frankly. But, you know, it's amazing spin what people want to believe. Again, why do you want us in the United States? Well, if we weren't there, we'd have no presence. We'd, we'd have no power. And if, if, it was, if America wasn't there, the UN wouldn't have never existed. Do you realize that? Without America, the United Nations would never have existed. And if the America pulls out of the UN, more more countries are going to pull out of the UN. And that's something they can't have. Well, that's why they're freaking out about this Paris Accord. Right. They're freaking out because they're like, what? What do you mean? You're not you're not going to do this anymore? Damn right we're oh, not going to do this Oh, and by the way, anymore. I want Obama and Kerry locked up. And Hillary. Because they violated the Constitution. They created something... That they had no intention of going for ratification. An agreement just singly by the president and his idiot, Lurch, Kerry. We came up with the accords. Yeah, we could tell they're really stupid. Like you. You're a real idiot, aren't you? Why does Kerry come on and say anything? He came out and said, oh my God, they can't pull out. It's blah, 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 blah. 
uh, it'll mean America's not leading. Yeah, no, it, no. America's leading now. America wasn't leading under you. They were capitulating. They were allowing the UN to govern the United States. That's unconstitutional and illegal. And you made an illegal agreement. I say lock them both up. Anyway, I'm out of time. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And say goodnight, Susan. Good night, Susan. And we're out of here. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.